Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. How's it going? The Kimmer Show podcast. It's almost pumpkin time. Uh, with Pete Davis, uh, a, a sidekick producer and sports rack on tour. Extraordinary. Are you, uh, is that a vest? It's a, it's a Harry Carey's restaurant in Chicago, like baseball it's jersey a, type. It's, I'll be damned. I bought that up there. Me and Jeremy went up there in 90, oh my God, 97. Oh, was it? Well. I still can't believe he got killed in a stupid car wreck, man. Harry, yeah. Gary died in a stupid car wreck? No, no, Jeremy. The late, great Jeremy. Jeremy Ferguson, yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, yeah, I remember, uh, you know, of course, I'm, I'm the only one in the room uh, who's hit a home run at Wrigley Field. Thank you. Where's the tape? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. If it's not on the thank uh, you, thank photos, you. Yeah, it, just it doesn't exist. Just go ahead and deny. Just deny. <laughs> Somebody up there should corroborate He's your story. He's an achievement denier. There was a, the, bat, the ball boy and one of the assistant Who? managers. I, I don't names. remember. It was I will, 1981. I will call them later this afternoon. In fact, it was, it was I'll tell you when it was. It was not, the year they won the division pennant, and then Leon Durham had the Gatorade glove, and they blew it to the Padres. That would be 94. 94. No, 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 no. This was in the 80s. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. 84. I was out there. I was out there. It was either that, 82 yeah. or 84, uh, and they were in such a great mood, and everybody was doing stuff. And I was I was doing interviews and stuff near the batting cage, and uh, well, the the guy came. In, I don't I don't even know if I even knew his name. Well, I knew, you know I saw him many times because I, I was at, I spent every, when I was in Chicago for that year. I spent every day at re, every home game. I was there doing live shots for uh, the now ABC. Focus thing. on the home run and, story. Yeah, now. Anyway. That we need proof. Sorry, sorry. And so, so the guy said, "Hey, you wanna you wanna take a couple of swings?" And I said, "Hell yeah!" And at the time, I was wearing a suit. I was wearing a, 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 a seersucker suit and wingtips, as I recall. Uh, and uh, and I stood up there and I hit a couple of pops and a couple of line drives and I hit one over the fence, just barely clear, about an inch over. The, you know, not not exactly under Waveland Avenue or anything. What you know? they used to call Ernie Banks home run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was. And by the way, it's harder than you. Th- I mean, you oh, know. Yeah. I mean. It's it's really it, it's anyway. It's a long way. It's a, it is a long way, especially if you you know you're not a, an athlete where you're doing it right. on stuff. I mean, were I, you sore the next day? How many swings? Did no, you I, take? I was working out pretty good. I, I mean, I was at the time I was running marathons. But a baseball and, swing's not a normal. No, that's activity. true. It's like taking up golf again. Your your golf muscles are not the same. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and and clearly I felt it. But it, it was you know it was I was so excited adrenaline wild that it didn't make any difference. Anyway, uh, that's my claim. I to feel think. like that every time I pick up the se- <laughs> the cesta and rejoin my highlight career. <laughs> and uh, uh, the uh, mechanical mangler flounder at the controls and El Condo flounder. And uh, do you see the video? I just put video. I'm coming up this uh, just now, 10 minutes ago. And I parked my car and I look, I'm coming, I, I'm got ready to go up into the uh, walk thing. Oh, that's my daughter Jennifer just asked me. I just sent them a video too. Uh, she, yeah, she sent a heart. I sent Lucas the podcat. There's no video. Uh, the video. Anyway, uh, so I'm driving up. I parked the car and I look in Flounder's window and there's, there's the cat. 
And I said, oh, man. I said, well, he's going to bolt as soon as I start walking up the sidewalk. Oh, my. Uh, and so I, I rolled my phone video, and son of a gun, he never moved. And then he started, you know, paying attention. I did little finger thing through the screen, and he was kind of playing. <laughs> I mean, it was really funny, especially because he's so still so skittish. But that was a good sign. I mean, he, he allowed me to, and he sniffed me. And start, it, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, it was really, really a very good sign. So anyway, and, and there, yeah, it's on the uh, Kimmer Show podcast Facebook page, along with my personal uh, Kimmer Show. I mean, uh, uh, Kimmer, I don't even know. I, what's my Facebook, my personal one? Kimmer or well, it's, Kim uh, Peterson? It's or, a, I don't even know. I swear to God. <laughs> what is it's it? a social what's media it? post. That, uh, <laughs> it's a social media <laughs> allows item. allows you to uh, contact your uh, Facebook friends. But that's not important. Right? <laughs> your personal is your name, Kim Peterson, and then the Kimmer Show is the Kimmer oh, okay. Show. Okay, I, I, I don't because I don't. The Kimmer Show. I never... I don't. I think. What am I? I think Jennifer might have set it up. Or what do you guys? I don't even remember. Everything is either Kimmer Show or the Kimmer Show. Yeah, it's I one suppose. Or the other. Anyway, um, so that was pretty cool. So thank you for that. Now, also speaking of the Kimmer Show, we yesterday. Uh, <laughs> what's that? We have a new address. We have a we have uh, a thing. Speaking of which, Mark, I went to the Mark, Mark says two minutes into the show, it's all about Kimmer. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's your show. It is my name. The name's uh, on the show. <laughs> am I supposed to not say anything now? Maybe that's the secret. We could get a lot more subscribers if I just shut up. I mean, if I if I just stop the hell talking, <laughs> we'd be a lot better off. All right, let's try it. Are you going? Let, let's do a mime show <laughs> where you only mime what you want to say. If we try and guess, like I'll charades. I'll hold my hand up, like you know, like. <laughs> Charades. We're trying to guess what you're trying to say. Uh, small word. A. B. Uh, good song. Yeah. Uh, he loves a girl. He's like, <laughs> 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 he brought extra cash. I don't know. Whatever. It could be a lot of things. God. Anyway, what you uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, yesterday I went to the post office, which, by the way, was mobbed at, at, at an oh. off hour. Very strange. Anyway. Went to the post office, and I got us a post office box. And so, in fact, the lady said, well, we're all out again. And I thought, oh, boy. But then she found one for me. And, it, and it's, a, it's a number two size, which is not huge. It's, it just it, it won't fit big packages or anything, right. but it'll fit letters and stuff or bills or mail or whatever. So anyway, yeah, so my we, box won't fit big packages. Yeah. So we now we now have uh, a post office box. And, and the reason I got that is to make it we, we, we need to find a way to make it as easy as possible for those of you who look forward to this ridiculous little podcast and want us to keep going to be able to send us some money basically i mean it's it's a fundraising uh, uh, item so that it, if you can write a check and just know where to mail it and boom bam don't have to contact us boom bam you're Kimmerthon, might 2022. Be so anyway so the and the and, and the address is on the facebook page correct yes no, p.o box 1432 1432 i put it on facebook a post office box 1432 Alpharetta, Georgia, and the zip code is weird. 30009. Yeah, it's easy to remember. Three zeros, yeah. 30009. 1432 Alpharetta. Anyway, and and if and, and again, uh, we want to really want to keep this going, but as it turned out the last month, we realized that we're you know, we're still, we're gaining listeners. We we're getting more listeners than ever, but we're losing subscribers. And it's probably, you know, tough we're economy and no, if people are busy and don't feel like it. And maybe you don't also understand we really want to do I mean we're not I, I kept hoping we're going back to radio. It's not gonna happen. That's Nobody's gonna hire me. And, and I'm and therefore I'm dragging you down with me where, you know, you guys aren't going back to work either. So we're going to try to make this actually work. But the only can do it since uh, either go pay per listen yeah. or we get some people to send us money or go, you can go to PayPal 
at the top. And again, by the way, they're back off the bad list. So you can use PayPal again. They, were, they did something bad over the weekend, and now they've admitted it, and they're back on, anyway, good graces. You can go to PayPal and send something right there at the top of the Facebook page also, or patreon.com slash Kimmer Show. Use the friends and family thing. Do that if you want. Anyway, whatever. But we want, we, we, we need <laughs> income. Yes, sir. Nostalgic says the reason the post office was mobbed yesterday is because it was closed Monday. Oh, that's true. Columbus yeah. Day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess it's obvious. Anyway, uh, thank you. Who was that? The Nostalgic Pod Blast is what he calls uh, himself. I, I, I couldn't, is it a guy? Could be a girl. I don't know. I'll bet it's a girl. Pod Blast? Sounds like a chick. That sounds like a hot babe to me. I'm just saying. Okay. Anyway, uh, so there's our. We have the address with the post office box, and I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Oh, and and by the way, we have newsy stuff. We're gonna and and a lot of sports stuff too. Not only not only Braves, but also uh, roughing the quarterback after what I saw the other night. Anyway, we'll talk about that. ESPN spent one day feeling sorry for the guy cameraman, their own cameraman, by the way, (laughs) who was pushed over Monday night. One day feeling sorry for that guy, and today Stephen A. Smith said that he's going for a money grab. Basically, called him a you know a piece of crap who's going for a money grab. I don't blame him. Yeah, I'd be doing the same thing. I'd be doing the exact same thing. He went to get a picture and he got roughed up and by a a a punk running off the field being a tough guy. Well, no, he's not a punk. He's supposedly a good guy. And he made a mistake. He acted like a punk. But you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or the team or something. The team ought to take care of it. I mean, honestly. No, he needs to. Well, he's okay. responsible. Personally responsible. Uh, the I, team didn't do I, that. I, I, I do agree with that. But I'm saying, at least, if nothing else, the team ought to say, you know, that was just a bad thing at the game. It was a da 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 you know, and take care of it. He's supposedly a good guy. I yeah, don't know. I, 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 we'll talk about it some more. we got a lot of sports things to talk about. Also, uh, including what happened to the alligator uh, tweet. Also, we will talk about uh, the power-hungry woke terrorists in the Democrat Party. More on the FBI got caught again uh, trying to screw the United States of America. These people are, these leaders in the uh, FBI are a bunch of Nazi terrorists. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, we have that sound. You have some uh, audio of her. You're going to hear that in a few minutes. Just, uh, um, and it you know, amazes me. Everybody in the Republican Party believes in, in everything this Democrat says. Everybody. And no Democrats believe in what their former Democrat leader that they all wanted to run for president uh, said. And anyway. she's, she's hot as a fire. She's, uh, she's, she's a little too kind of, I don't know whether she is a giver. I don't know whether she she's can, you know. gray streak in oh, there. Oh, she's hotter than hell. I mean, she's, uh, uh, she's definitely sexy, but she's, she's got the thing. To me, she's, she's almost like you'd never, you could never, you know, get her to uh, break and, 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 and give in to the loving, uh, uh, oh, you know, story. I, I mean, she'd be in my, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, 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 I let, you know, I need, if I, if I'm gonna, I need some sweetness and you know, like where they're giving themselves and you're. We're giving not talking about stuff. your imaginary lovers. <laughs> We're talking about the next president, maybe. I mean, come on. She should be on the ticket. Well, the thing is, a lot of people Let me tell warn you, that that she if she DeSantis goes with and she go on the ticket. Yeah, yeah. If it's DeSantis and her. If DeSantis and Tulsi Gabbard please. go on the ticket, please. <laughs> You heard it, heard it oh, here first. Uh, maybe not first, but I mean, honestly, I'd vote for her and him in a minute. But the Republicans are, one, too stupid. Yeah, they're too and stupid. And two, they're not going to let someone who just came into the fold. I know. Well, but you got two years. Go to the top you of the list. You got two years. 
One That's year. a long time. Well, okay, but still, I mean, you. But a year of her every day being on the Republican team and a story of her, you know, joining the Republican Party and uh, uh, campaigning with Mike Pence or or, or whatever. I mean, Who? you know. Well, I mean, I'm any Republican just to show she's with the team now, kind of deal. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just. I, I think it'd be she's enormous. On my team. Um, also, we'll talk about. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, we have some sound of uh, President showers with daughter about his son Hunter. Yeah, it's with Jake Tapper, I believe. Un- yeah, unbelievable. Um, also, um, the story of the reporter who went after a Republican woman candidate and tried to actually harm her on, on the Internet, have people go after her. And wait to hear about how, how anal this guy was. I, I mean, we'll talk about that coming up a little later. Also, what's that? I, Mark said, yeah. we must help Kimmer or... He will be on the street with the tin cup telling his life story. <laughs> to passers I tell little stories. I'm, if you would hit a home run at Wrigley Field, you'd tell everybody, you bastard. Hey, hey buddy, did you know at the time hey, I was a... Hey, I hit a home run at Wrigley Field. How about a donation? A little something, you know, for the wipe, effort, you know. Well, there'd be no cash. Wipe my windshield. <laughs> Step lightly, my good man. Like, I almost shot that guy who tried it on me after the end. After the, after life the, story like Atlanta that. Atlanta Hawks game. Yeah, <laughs> while, you, while you're doing the guy's windshield at Juniper Street, you can say, hey, do you remember the time I almost shot a guy? <laughs> no, step lightly. It was after the, out of the old Omni. Yeah. It was a bad neighborhood, and I know light, and this black guy in a hood came with a hand behind his back, came up to my window. Now, you know, I'm trying not He's to act like, a, I think I'm yelling. I'm trying not to act like a racist, but a black guy coming off of a closed liquor store, okay? Uh, from a, Standing in front of a closed so liquor store pissed. with a hoodie and an arm behind his back coming up to my window. And I got my gun, put around in the chamber, had it in my lap. I'm going. Well, it was a red light and there were cars. I mean, I, I was first in line. And as, and as it turned out, I, I did do that. But when, I, when he first started coming up, I didn't want to be... You know, I didn't want to immediately do something stupid or be, you know, I, I, but I wanted to be on guard. Put around in the chamber, had it in my lap. He walks up to the car window and he looks in and sees my gun and goes, hey, but the motherfucker's got a gun. And, and that's when I bolted. I <laughs> went right through the light. And, uh, you know, but he, you know, he was, he had a squeegee. I Behind his back was a squeegee to wash my windshield. But I, you know, I know what the okay. hell. Even Jesse Jackson once said, he said, if, uh, if I'm walking down the street at night, and I see three three black guys with, coming toward in, you with a hood on. He goes, "I'm afraid." It's I mean, anyway, uh, it's but, a stereotype. Yeah, but, of course it's a stereotype. Oh, by the way, coming up, you'll hear a stereotype of a uh, of a uh, a Dear Abby column of uh, it's got to be the guy just acting like the brothers and and uh, on a hot babe. So we'll talk about that a little bit later too. Also in the newsy stuff, uh, Sass they don't want him in Florida as their new uh, head of the University of Florida, Ben Sass for is it Sass, it's Sass right? Not Sassy Sass from I, I Nebraska, uh, the uh, the uh, hate Trump hating Republican. Um, you, are we playing the Bill Burr bit uh, uh, thing about Another one? about? I didn't. You sent it to us. No, I didn't. I believe, huh? Okay, all right. I'm just, I'm just curious. Uh, it's him uh, on swearing, and I, I, I've heard it before, but I don't know if we played it on the podcast where he says the difference in swearing. Yeah, we played it. Okay. Yeah, we played it. All right. Well, somebody yeah, said that's the one where he says the black people put the word. Yeah, before. that's the one I yeah. talked about. Right? And I thought he. I thought we played. We it. may have, but uh, again, no. Anyway, I, you, I, you're right. You talked about it. That that was. So there. we probably need to play it because I probably butchered it. Okay, well, let's do a Friday, and I'll try to remember a note here, too. Um, Also, uh, The Axeman with No Bail, a list of bad serials. 
Angela Lansbury died at 90, uh, five days short of 97 years old. I saw her. I tell, my brother saw her when she was 87. Yeah, she was still working. Yeah. Doing Blythe Spirit on the London stage. Yeah. Doing Pratt Falls on a couch. Yeah. At 87. I'm remarkable. And, and by she, the way, and talking with no microphones where we all could hear. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, she, because of her. Um, resting bitch face. I mean, talk about a nasty demeanor on her visage and her character. That's how young. they made her into an old woman when she was like five years older than one of her well, co-stars played his mother. That Manchurian candidate. Manchurian candidate. She was a psycho man, and she was oh. scary. I mean, she, she, you get devil dreams about her, and, and, the, and that's what uh, she, that's why she uh, made her bones. She had her first three movies. She got a, a nominated for Tonys and Academy she was Awards. She in yeah. Gaslight. Yeah. But, yeah. but the Manchurian Candidate, that's the one with Sinatra. Yeah. And there's a famous scene where he, it was the first time karate had ever been shown in a major Hollywood film where he's fighting a guy. The guy he was fighting is a dude who just passed away who was a bad guy in all his movies, like Ocean's Eleven and everything. You know him as soon as you saw yeah. his face. He just passed away about a month or so ago. Wow. Anyway, Angela Lansbury died at 96. Hell of a talent. Yeah. I used to well, watch, she was I grew a, up with my grandma would come over on Sundays and eat dinner with us and we'd watch Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. For well, that was where years. she was finally at the end. Which 12 was mostly years. Did. Yeah. And the thing she would do, she hired old actors who were out of work so they could Just get, a break. get yeah. their union stuff in so they could get pensions. Yeah. She would remember because there was a, a lot of old actors on that yeah. show. Yeah. Well, Murder, She Wrote was, was freaking huge. Never saw a single episode. I, I didn't. I, I, I've watched it, My but I don't remember. Did. I really didn't do anything about it. Uh, she was on a couple of Law and Orders, too, and she was a mean Oh, she's lady. just a, a, great, a, a great actor. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but she had, like you said, that bitch face. So. Yeah, a resting bitch face. But she used it to her advantage. And it did. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that. Also, the air taxi, electric air taxi to pick you up from your house and take yeah. you to the airport. Is it a Honda? Like a helicopter? The, the Honda has one of those, Yeah, there, well, there's one operating. And, and uh, we'll talk about uh, uh, hitting the asteroid, new names for military bases. we got a billion things here to talk about on actual newsy stuff. Um, first of all, um, oh, my, <laughs> I mentioned, oh, did, did you get a message from uh, Jim uh, Niarcos uh, about the event coming up November 12th? I asked. Uh, I think so. That's the thing. On uh, Saturday, November 12th, I'm going to be, well, I, I don't want to call me anything. I'm going to be showing up for an event to raise money for charity. It's mm -hmm. a 5K run for veterans, uh, families, and so forth. And it's in Marietta, the town square, on November 12th. And I've asked Jim to send you a, a, a notice we can put on the Facebook page so people can look at it. All right, okay. Um, and uh, oh, and I'll, and I mentioned <laughs> he wanted me to give a speech. Speech. Well, I, I am the worst. <laughs> The worst public speaker who ever lived. I mean, I'm just, I just, I, I, I mean, I, I don't mind answering questions. I love to show up and people want to ask me questions as or example. chat. As, as, you can see this right now, evidently every day. Um, uh, it's just not, you know, it's not what I do. But anyway, I'm happy to show up and be part of a thing or give out prizes or talk to people or whatever. It's my pleasure. Uh, but so in terms of speaking, I've, I've been saying for years, I'm a horrible speaker. And I proved the last time I went to Cobb County for the Veterans Day where they awarded me a big Veterans Day thing. And I just went blank brain dead and blew the hole. I was so embarrassed with myself. I just, it was like, I didn't know where I was. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Oh. Anyway, so I mentioned that. And so uh, our good friend, uh, we got a, a notice here from our good friend, uh, David Harrison, who says, I'm a fan uh, from your old radio days. Listen to the podcast each week. I heard the camera on the show Wednesday, invited to a patriotic event, wanted to offer a short but pertinent speech. And here's his suggestion for my short but pertinent speech. Hello, everyone. <laughs> 
My name is Kim Peterson. As a Marine, I'm grateful to so-and-so for inviting to be, <laughs> me to be part of this patriotic event. I've been blessed to use my First Amendment to inspire like-minded people like yourselves. I've been humbled to interact with listeners who have told me that I've influenced or taught them something just by sharing my patriotism and love of this country. Thank you all for being here. Semper Fi, I gotta go, you're killing me. Da 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 da. Boom. What do you think? Tip your weight, staff. I love it. <laughs> Careful driving home. Semper <laughs> <laughs> Smokey. Anyway, that's it. Thank you, David. That may work. And again, I don't think I I, I don't think I'm gonna be a speaker, but it's gonna be. An, it's a it's a 5K run. A charity event for uh, several uh, veterans uh, organizations, and so I'm going to be there as part of the thing. But you know, I, I, it's not going to be a, like signing a autographs, yeah, well, yeah, pressing uh, the flesh. Yeah, a lot of, uh, maybe I'll bring some of my coloring book pages to uh, autograph. And That's always a, <laughs> always a big hit. Always a big hit. I couldn't give those away. <laughs> <laughs> and who would I mean really anyway no, if the, maybe if, I'll throw some stuff in the trunk of my car I mean I've got little knickknack things and stuff and I'll, I'll put a box of just junk stuff that I want to get rid of and everybody wants it they can have it you always have one thing to fall back on what's that run for office <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, and now a couple things about you Pete Davis um, the, uh, the other day on your, you sent me a list of things you wanted to talk about on the podcast the other day. One of them was, uh, who shot Miss Boo? Did we ever do, I don't think we ever did that. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Who shot Miss Boo? Now, you know, who oh, shot oh, Boo yeah. is one. There was a headline on 11 Alive where they missed, they screwed up the headline of the shooting downtown. Oh, so <laughs> who shot Boo? As I deal boards a bit on who shot Boo. But this was Miss Boo. Boo got shot. Boo got shot. Um, and what's this business on being flagged for the alligator story? Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Okay. Listen, check this out. Check this out. <clears throat> uh, years ago, there was a hurricane where an alligator literally came into a flooded house. Right. And there's a thousand memes about, a right. million memes about yeah, it. There's an alligator in the living room. I mean, he's right there on the carpet in the way yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So uh, during Hurricane Ian, that month, once it was pretty much over, I posted it, the, the alligator, and I with the caption that said, hello, I've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Is, that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's been, what, two weeks, a week or so? Instagram flagged it and took it down. Actually, no, they didn't take it down. They said, they told me, they threatened me, you have to delete this. And I refused. They sent me three warnings. Uh, they've yet to take me, take me down. I don't give a shit they kicked me off Instagram or not. I don't make any money off that. So they actually threatened me if you had to take it down because, because fact checkers had checked it and it wasn't true. That he was there to check no, your no, no, no. <laughs> And it wasn't just any fact checker. It was the Associated Press <laughs> fact checkers. So I'm sitting there going... What the hell's not true about this? Well, of course he's not asking it's a you about joke. your joke. Yeah, he's not going to ask you about any of your warranties. It's not based on reality. Much less your car. So anyway, <laughs> so a few minutes later, Facebook chimes in and says, "Oh, you got to delete this." That our fact checkers, who happen to be the exact same fact checkers that Instagram is using, oh, what a shock! Uh, don't doesn't Facebook own yeah, Instagram? Facebook owns yeah. Instagram. They're so meta. The so well, the, the fine folks at the Associated Press, and this time Facebook at least told me why. They said that this alligator did not show up in this home to ask about your extended warranty oh my God. during Hurricane Ian. 
Oh, if it had happened during the hurricane. It might have happened in another oh hurricane. Oh, my God. And you so, know, somebody shut them down. It's, a, it's even worse. I wrote back to Instagram and Facebook, the, and you got to go through a thousand hoops just to send somebody a message saying, point out to me where in my meme did I mention the Hurricane Ian? Yeah, good point. Not once. They, they made an assumption of a cartoon meme of a joke, of a not joke. anywhere near reality in the world. And made two assumptions to na- to nail you for no reason. It wasn't like it was racist or political. So that, I mean, that's one other thing. Who gives a shit whether well, you know the facts of him looking for your car and brakes no, or they, something? Their very words were, "This may mislead and confuse people." <laughs> There's nobody in the world who would be either misled or confused. I, I, not only that, you're talking to a algorithm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, mean, I mean that's the other thing. It's 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 not people. I thought they, they, they had a people override for the algorithm. Not for this, point. not for this stuff. Because yeah. do you? I mean, do you honestly think a human would say, okay? Yeah, uh, how could a human I mean, being look at things that's, like that's this? That's what all I'm saying. And it, it, re- it's not oh, people geez. looking at this. It's algorithm. You know, so, and this is I'm exactly so, what Elon I, Musk is trying to stop well, on Twitter. I, I said, an alligator may see you later. But not about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> you know, I, I hope Musk does take over because this will that'll be gone. He's going to get rid of all the. I assume That's get Twitter. rid of all those algorithms. Twitter, Twitter. Twitter, but Twitter, but, it's but, just as bad. Well, well, actually, I don't know. Is it as bad on Twitter about flagging things like that? No, they're not as bad. They're I, bad. I think they're not eased as bad. up now because they're afraid of the future. Twitter's problem is bots and thin-skinned yeah. people that just attack other people for no reason. Yeah, just That's they the hide problem. behind their keyboard cowards. Well, yeah, this keyboard you know cowards. fact-checking business is just. And, and by the way, how can they get Those away with it if they're uh, if they're not a publishing organization bound by the rules of the government uh, for other publishing organizations? I don't know. I mean, they're having their cake and eat it too, and it's screwing us. You know. And by the way, how come everything that happens like this is always against conservatives? It's never against liberals it's never that the liberals right. get screwed out of you know social media tags it's always well, conservatives doesn't that indicate something they're always right kimmer they're oh, morally and I intellectually should, superior i than should you have and realized I. that oh dear i'm so so embarrassed um <laughs> all right hold on i want to talk can we talk sports a minute we got a whole bunch of newsy stuff and i want to play the the, the uh president uh, pervert hair sniffer and also uh, tulsi gabbard i think that's a, a major story but even more than that i forgot to mention I put on the Kimmer Show Facebook page, again, I repeated the video of me outing the secret of the whipping of the Haitians with my saddle and reins. So it's on the Kimmer Show Facebook page. You can see the video. And again, the FBI just got caught again lying and deliberately lying about facts of, a, of an incident in order to hurt white people, to hurt Republicans, and to help the Biden administration uh, continue its efforts to divide the country. Caught them dead freaking handed and uh, we'll talk about that here shortly first of all and but i want to do pete sports uh, first before that because i'll stuff. eat my candy bar later <laughs> <laughs> every time i start to eat it you ask me a uh, but, well yeah i've got you've got a minute here i have a few seconds anyway uh i want to brag again if you go to thekimmershow.net we're linked with the radio station extra 106.3 uh you can find out stuff how to get with us link up to youtube and hit the click the thing to join up for free and that, and that helps us getting people signed up anyway um and if you also want to be a sponsor to the uh, program to the podcast pete davis one at yahoo.com a direct link and he'll uh, get back to you and we'll uh, we'll see what we can do like our friends at m and s you know the two letters m and s title pawn uh, this uh, segment of the program is brought to you by M&S Title Pond in beautiful downtown Bremen, Georgia, 306 Laurel Street, Suite A. 
Open Monday through Saturday in person. Hop in and see what they can do for you. M&S Title Pawn. Uh, and again, uh, they can help you get the money you need for your next vehicle. They have more than 20 years of experience in personal finance. Locally owned company. Simple, straightforward terms. No hidden fees. No goofing around. They offer a tiered rate for pawns. Uh, dedicated to exceptional customer service. They know how tough times can be. And this could be exactly what can, they can do to help you out. Here's a phone number. Area 678 821 3337 or if you want to text them are going to touch on the internet uh, spell out m and s title and so it would be mans title.com m a n d s title.com or 678-821-3337 marketing is everywhere from the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff what makes good marketing Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Okay, ducky. first of all, I did not like the announcing crew for the gay on Fox last night for the Braves game. I just, I, I, I don't even know who they were. Smoltz? Smoltz was, I was, I thought you were talking about the gay, the Braves game yesterday. Yeah. On Fox yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Smoltz and some younger guy. Yeah. I, Joe it Davis? Was it Joe Davis? I, I, uh, whoever it was, was black was, hair, was uh, just not making like. any, I don't know. I just, I, I, I miss our team. I guess I like our guys. I don't know. I just, I was, wasn't very impressed. Well, and Frank, that's Frank Kerr is doing. TBS, I think. I like Frenchie. I think he's great. I really like him. I think he, I he's think come a long way. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Absolutely, I think he's terrific. And and he's got a guy. You know, if he keeps, I mean, he's so. I think he's interesting to listen to. I like him. He seems fun, personable. He's got story. He could be around a long time if he wants to keep doing this. I think anyway. Um, uh, so that I don't like him. I say now like his playing career here. <laughs> um, we we got a whole bunch of things. And now a, a reaction to the Braves game. And again, you know, almost in the ninth inning. I'm telling you. You know, three-run homer. This has all the earmarks of the, of the 90s and early 2000s where the Braves win 100 games and then go in and lose to a lesser team in the playoffs. Let's hope that's not going to happen. There's yeah. still faith. But I'm, I, I was worried about the Phillies. One, I lost track of them two weeks ago. I thought they were swooning I never again like they the always do. Yeah. And I was surprised when they made the playoffs. Yeah. Two, Bryce Harper is hot again. He was three for three. And so it's, it's a bad time for that. And the last time the Braves had to chase down a team and win it in the last few days, and they were so yeah. tired from 93 and the Giants, they lost to the Phillies in the playoffs. Yeah. And here we go again. Yeah. Hopefully, and the, the Phillies are doing what we did last year. They're getting hot at the exact right, right. time. Yeah. But they're not that good of a team. 
They're a good team, but they're not a very good or great team. I'm more worried about the Dodgers and the Padres. But be we may with not you. even. Oh, but the Padres are. I tell you, what I tell you, it's the little little brother syndrome. Yeah. They got a mental block. Yeah. What they do? That Mike Clevenger, a nine ERA against the Dodgers, I know. gave up three runs like that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and they still almost came <laughs> back. Yeah. But Soto's not hitting. <coughs> he hit 240 but, this year. I know, but 29 homers. I know. Again, it. I, I, okay. I, are you give? Okay. Are you giving him a 10-year? No, 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 no. $600 million contract no, no. after this year? No, no way. No. Uh, well, you know, again, it's baseball, and, and all it takes is, you know, two good at bats. San Diego will do and, it. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, and now the other, as we speak, it's Wednesday afternoon, and the game, the second game is this afternoon, later on this afternoon, but then they're off uh, for a day. And um, I don't know, any... It looks, it looks to me... Like either the Yankees, Astros, and the Dodgers. If if we don't get past the Phillies, the Dodgers will kill them. Uh, tell you the truth. So I think we're looking at if the Braves can't get past, you're looking at the Dodgers against either the Yankees or Astros. I think the Astros are the better team. Do you see what they did? Yeah. Uh, one, two days after the or after the Mariners came back from eight to one or something like that, uh, up yeah. in Toronto, yeah, they blew a seven to three. They had a six two lead over yeah. Verlander. <laughs> Over I know Verlander. Verlander. Yeah. They had a 7-3 lead in the eighth, and Bregman hit a two-run homer. Yeah. And then Alvarez comes up, two outs, bottom of the ninth, two runners on, down 7-5. to five, And the Scott Service, showing that the Mariners and him as a manager are not ready for the playoffs, goes out and gets his starter, Robbie Ray, to come in and face him. Yeah. I think it was like one pitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there watching it. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I mean, that was a – what a hit. Yeah. I, I wasn't. I, 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 well, I forgot what somebody said something about it that it was a remark. But it was either the bat speed or the ball oh, yeah. that was 120 miles an hour or something. I thing. remember being there in Jeez. the early 2000s. We were playing the Astros. We lost to them in a, a series. Adam LaRoche for the Braves hit a home run that was very similar to that. Yeah. And, I, and we and the whole place just went. <gasps> yeah. Wow. When he hit. Yeah. <laughs> like what a mantle's 500 footers. Um, Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson is supposedly a tough guy and kind oh, of the Mr. Terminator Ego. who says, you're, you know, you better run out everything and you know, actually you better be out there. And you know, I kind of, the right way. Yeah, yeah, we got to do it the old-fashioned way, the Pete Rose. We're all that, uh, so he hits a big, long, high-fly oh, home run. <laughs> and he starts trotting down to first base, enjoying his home run. And he gets to first base and says, oh, crap, it hit off the wall. No, tries no, he's, to pa- he's halfway to second. Yeah, that's doing he goes past first base, all excited. And they realize, uh oh! Tries to get back and gets nailed. Well, quite, oh. I, I didn't. I didn't. This did the first base ump note that it was a homer. I don't think anybody did. No, did it that, wasn't. I, I, at first, I thought that he was looking at the first base ump who noted it was a homer, and that's why he started going around. He wouldn't have known it was a homer wrong. yet. It wouldn't have been a homer yet. So yeah, he, that's that not his call. The, the call is yeah, the guy who's up again, the right field why, that's line. That's, right. that's yeah. the guy who's got to give the home yeah. run call, no, which I don't think he did. It. He just thought he hit it out, and and he's jogging to second base, and all of a sudden, yikes! I mean, talk about showing yourself up. If they had lost that game, oh man, and the series, he'd have been run out of town. Uh, he's a shell uh, of his uh, former self well, anyway. He better, well, you know, and we I, we probably made the right decision. But, well, but. he he left probably a year early because he still had a lot left when he left. But yeah. he wanted but, to go for more money, I yeah. guess. Well, whatever. there you are. Anyway, I thought he, he got shown up, and I, and that's good. And I hope it. he uh, uses that as a lesson to say, oh, you know. He won't. He won't because he's a. 
dick. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but I'm just, you know. He is. He is a dick. But even other players would say, you know, yeah. he's not our favorite. Now, on Monday night, I remember seeing a Monday night football. I saw a couple of quarterback sacks where the guy was thrown down on oh, yeah. the ground. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, now wait a minute. What the, what the hell is going on with the NFL and the refs? And, and now I understand the NFL is going to have an actual meeting. They're going to bring uh, union reps and GMs and stuff all together and talk about calls of roughing the passer. Well, the problem was the Chiefs guy not only sacked Derek Carr, but he stole the ball from him. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So at that point, it it's a fumble. Yeah, it's, it's not over. a sack because yeah. he's fumbled the ball. And the man, talk about an athlete. This big 350-pound guy That's, took yeah, the ball, the cradled the ball, and fell down and didn't fall directly on Carr. He kind of fell a little bit on his own shoulder, but he did fall on top of him. According to the laws of physics, was he supposed to teleport away at that yeah, point? I, I mean, it's ridiculous. If you're in motion, uh, the end result is what happened being in motion. You can't stop yourself in midair. Uh, but have, have you heard that Troy Aikman is getting ripped for what he said on Monday Night Football? Uh, they were talking about uh, the uh, roughing the passer call in the first half of the Chiefs defensive lineman Chris Jones hit Raiders quarterback Derek Carr from behind. Aikman remarked, uh, and they threw the flag, uh, roughing the passer. Aikman said, quote, my hope is the competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings and, you know, we take the dresses off. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I mean, but, I mean that, that's Good a great him. comment. It's a colorful comment, and we know exactly what he meant. And it was a, it was a perfect comment from a color commentator, former quarterback, yeah. Hall of Famer, to talk about the issue of roughing the quarterback because he did it. I mean, he was there. He was the victim of it for many and years. And dresses. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the thing about the dresses is, you know, playing like a pansy or like yeah, a girl. I mean, good. we all know what that means. It's a colloquial phrase, and we're not. I'm going to keep using it, you know. Anyway, the call sparked outrage. Uh, because of what happened to uh, Tom Brady and the, and the, and the Falcons <laughs> defensive uh, Grady Jarrett. But now Twitter users are ripping Aikman over his choice of words, uh, calling it sexist. Did Troy Aikman really just say what I think he said? Did he really just say it, it's time for the league to take dresses off? <laughs> the 60s called and they want their chauvinist back. Seriously, ESPN, <laughs> do better than that crap. Um, I don't feel like take the dresses off as the euphemism ESPN wants Troy Eggman to use when criticizing a weak roughing the passer call. Uh, a truly awful call, but let's not overlook Troy Aikman's sexist comment. And my hope is a competition committee that uh, uh, the Chiefs would go on to win. Uh, Aikman and Joy Buck, uh, Joe Bucker coming back. Anyway, uh, Twitter went nuts with his sexist comment. God, please, you know, just shut up. Troy Aikman, you have FU money. Just shut up. Yeah, I don't care you know, that you didn't like it. I don't just, his job so, is to incite people. You know, I, I, I think it's why old people are ready to die. Because, you know, I, I couldn't do another 40 years of this. If I were 25 years old and this was my country, if I had just come out of the military, been a Marine, and come back and school and have a family, and all of a sudden this was what I was facing as a future, what's going on now in America? I mean, I think think of all the all the issues that are happening. I, I think I don't want to be doing this for for another fifty years. I would get off this. Yeah, the phone. I mean, this uh, self the iPhone. That's part social of the media. Problem. That's the it's it's last it's it's last generation cigarettes. 
yeah. everybody's using it, and it, it turns out to be really, I mean, yeah. it's good. It helps you, but it's bad for you. I don't know if it's a progressive uh, <coughs> ad. Have you seen it where this couple is driving through L.A.? It looks like Melrose. <laughs> and this douchebag is walking around on his phone, and he keeps getting in trouble. Oh, as yeah, he's walking, yeah, yeah. And, he, and they basically almost hit him with the car. Yeah. And he looks and at them, saying, and he looks at him, and he's pointing his phone like, I'm on my phone. Yeah, leave me alone, pal. I'm looking at my phone. I'm getting out of the car at that point. Uh, I forgot what the ad is for. Is it for the— Progressive or something? It might be for insurance. I don't even. We're supposed to look be. out for idiots like yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, but it's like you tip me. Yeah. Well, look, go to the mall. Oh, well, my, my How many favorite. times you run into a teenage girl because she doesn't know where she's You're going? You're doing that on, I do purpose. It on purpose. Well, but I do it on the purpose. The great thing is you go on YouTube or something and you follow the people that are walking and walk right into fountains, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> through glass doors. Oh, the, my favorite is I think it was New York, where on the streets, on the sidewalks, sometimes they get deliveries underground yeah and wow. the, the sidewalk opens up and they go down this little lift up and yeah. down to, to oh, yeah. the stores you can see the great this one was walking around <laughs> do, 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 Doink. disappears <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy um okay newsy stuff newsy stuff let's begin here uh the heritage foundation some time ago filed a freedom of information act and they wanted to know about uh, what the FBI's role in the st- famous Steele dossier, which Hillary Clinton and her lawyer at the time, and uh, who, who's the guy uh, who was in charge of her deception for the uh, for the fake Steele dossier, and uh, uh, Sullivan, Jake Sullivan, is now working for Biden as is one of his top mm-hmm. uh, uh, advisors, uh, who was responsible for the coup attempt against Donald Trump. And, and for the pre-coup attempt, before he was even elected, that was all a Democratic scheme on the, on the Steele dossier. Uh, remember that the Steele dossier, a former CIA or, or a British spy, uh, said we got all this information about Trump. Uh, there were talk, there was talk about the uh, uh, hookers at the Hilton Hotel in R- Russia doing things with him. I mean, just, you know, went on and on and on. Well, the Heritage Foundation with, an, with the Freedom of Information Act got information which proves that the FBI, even though they knew the Steele dossier was not real, or they knew they couldn't prove it was had anything that they could prove was real, still offered Chris, the FBI offered Christopher Steele a million dollars to verify and back up his claims that Donald Trump was a Russian agent. In other words, when the FBI heard that uh, Steele had the document, they, the FBI was so excited to nail Donald Trump. They said two things are important here. The first thing is the FBI offered a million dollars to Christopher Steele to say we need the, pr- the, youth, the proof, the evidence on this doc- uh, dossier. Uh, we'll give you a million bucks for it. Christopher Steele did not take the money because he couldn't prove it was accurate and wasn't verified. And the FBI used it anyway. So the FBI tried to nail Trump so badly that they offered a million dollars to get him. The FBI offered a million dollars to nail Donald Trump. And when they couldn't get the proof, they used the information anyway. Holy crap, my head's exploding. Nobody got... Punished. Well, it's even worse than that. Uh, the FBI offered a million dollars to da 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 da. Uh, a senior FBI analyst said in a court, there's a court fight on another related issue, and this is where the testimonies come out. FBI analyst Brian Auten 
testified in the trial going on, the primary source of allegations in Steele's dossier, the Bureau placed a million-dollar price tag on confirmation of these outlandish allegations. He was unable to provide evidence, but Auden testified uh, the FBI, um, the allegations made in a series of reports to the Bureau the analyst said Steele never received any money because he could not prove any of the allegations. Steele's reports were eventually compiled into the dossier first published by BuzzFeed News in 2017. Uh, Chuck Grassley uh, said uh, you may ought to know that Auten, the same FBI agent who said you know, was involved with this million-dollar business, was involved in suppressing the investigation into Hunter Biden's uh, laptop during the 2020 campaign. So the same guy in 2016 who tried to nail Donald Trump for the million dollars offered to the uh, to the Steele dossier was put in charge of the of, of the uh, Hunter Biden laptop investigation uh, in August 2020. Brian Auten, that same agent, opened an assessment which was used by the FBI headquarters team to improperly discredit negative Hunter Biden information as disinformation and caused investigative activity to stop. Based on allegations verified and verifiable derogatory information on Hunter Biden was falsely labeled as disinformation. And the FBI did it deliberately with the same guy four years later. Can you even believe that? Yeah, I can believe it totally. And again, this and Christopher Chrissy Ray, the, the, the spineless, chicken-livered, yellow-bellied coward at the head of the FBI, That's is right. just taken over from Jim Comey. Twenty sixteen was Jim Comey, and he, you know, and, and he was going to would testify in rope. Oh, I, I don't, I don't remember it that way. No, I, I never told him to do that. No, it's not the way I remember it. And he and he got away with it. Anyway, I mean, it's just uh, to me, this is just uh, this is the this is as uh, the power. They'll do anything. And again, where does the FBI get off determining the future of a presidential election? Well, they probably, I mean, my God, they've probably done it before, too. Hey, that, that's that's the stuff of, you know, Goebbels. And uh, I mean, you know, the, the henchman for uh, some dictator. I, I mean, I mean, what, what's the difference? Jeez, I mean, they didn't kill him. I mean, you know, that, they didn't shoot Trump. But that's the next. That's the only next thing. If you can't get rid of him, you know, the other thing you'd have to kill him. And that's that's where Hillary comes in. You know, hell, didn't they kill a guy? Uh, <laughs> I love when Norm <laughs> Norm McDonald was on on the View. Oh, the Clinton, you know, they killed that guy. Didn't they kill a guy? <laughs> no, Norm, Norm, no. <laughs> and all the girls are going, Ah, no, they didn't kill. <laughs> hell, they killed a guy, didn't they? <laughs> I'm outraged. <laughs> Uh, all right, coming up, a quick thing here. Coming up, you're going to hear Tulsi Gabbard. You're going to hear uh, <laughs> President uh, Pervert Hair Sniffer. Uh, I got the story of the reporter going after the Republican uh, female candidate uh, and a whole bunch of other things. And uh, the Axeman, once again, no bail. No freaking bail. <coughs> Excuse me. But first, you're driving along. Let's say you're driving along and you you're see a car. Along, you, you see now, that's not what I meant. You're driving along and you see a car you've always wanted, maybe four or five or 10 years old or 20 years old, whatever. And you're thinking to myself, man, I'd love to get a hold of one of those one day. Well, check this out. One of our Kimmer Show podcast sponsors is SwapMyWhip.com. Whip is a colloquial phrase for a ride. SwapMyWhip.com for car owners 
like-minded guys you're looking for to deal no no more dealerships no middleman no salespeople. you may find a like-minded car owner with the same kind of deal you've got going on in your head to be make a, a swap with a ride you've always wanted swap my whip.com and void the middleman and it's not just cars obviously trucks boats suv uh, suv uh, atvs off-road vehicles jet skis i mean stuff like that SwapMyWhip.com, and if you use the coupon code Kimmer, K-I-M-M-E-R, 180 days of free premium listings on SwapMyWhip.com. And uh, this could be exactly what you're looking for. Just check it out, SwapMyWhip. Da-da-da. Now, Tulsi Gabbard. Man, I just, I, I was, I, I love this woman. Um, I am so excited about her, and honestly, I really do believe uh, if she, I mean, if they got smart, uh, they'd start getting her involved with the Republican Party and fast. Uh, and by the way, the left and right are both celebrating her leaving the Democrat Party, which is pretty funny. The left are saying good riddance, although they were the ones who put her, they wanted her to be president oh, for a yeah. while. Uh, freaking phonies. Uh, anyway, uh, she's a former Hawaiian congresswoman. And she put an announcement on her YouTube show, the Tulsi Gabbard Show, and posted things to Twitter that she can no longer stay in the Democrat Party. Founder, can you play a little soundbite of Tulsi here? And just how impressive do you think this lady is? I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. I mean, again, listen to the words she's saying. Elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness, ra racializing every issue and stroking anti-white racism, undermining our God-given freedoms. Democrats are hostile to people of faith and spirituality and law-abiding Americans. I mean, she's exactly right. And, and again, what amazes me, every Republican, I bet you, is saying, boy, that's what we believe. I mean, that's that's our platform. That's what that's what. And every Democrat does not. This was the leader of the Democrat Party in, in many ways for a very long time, went, went back during the presidential campaign and the debates and so forth. Uh, and they loved when she stood up to, uh, to people with the, gave the Democrats a cause. They thought, oh, my God, what a ball buster. This woman is, would be a great leader. Uh, and now they're turning on her entirely, completely. Uh, one of the MSNBC hosts said, wait, you're a Democrat? Sure could have fooled me. Um, Louise Mensch said uh, Gabbard wasn't really a Democrat. Does uh, Vidanya, uh, Tulsi, nobody will miss you. Das Vidanya. Russian you're a Putin lover then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they called her a Russian agent, too. They called her a Russian agent. You're talking common she's a, sense She's here. a combat veteran. I know. Tulsi Gabbard was a combat veteran. You know, I think she has, <coughs> she's looked what's gone on in Italy with that woman who, yeah. who speaks her mind. The so-called. Uh, is now the leader. Uh, yeah. And Tulsi's saying, that could be me. Yeah. Oh, I, I believe it. Um, a liberal writer named Thor Bernson said uh, it's like a, a meme of a... Oh, he showed a meme of a person putting on clown makeup. Uh, BuzzFeed reporter uh, said, Noted Republican Tulsi Gabbard has left the Democrat Party. Uh, 
another MSNBC host. Uh, she's doing all the right wing things. Surprise! I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. So, so, so not not wanting to be called a racist because you're white. Yeah. Loving God and loving your family yeah. and loving your country is now all right wing. Cra- yeah. Good. Sign me up. I'm right yeah. wing. Then. Families, God, Thank patriotism you. are now. Oh, that's worse than that. They're calling a fascist. Yeah. Well, if that's the definition like the of fascism now, <coughs> sign me up. I mean, where, and, and how come nobody's calling them out? I mean, I, how, how come nobody's saying, wait a minute, we're, that's not Who? bad? The Republican leadership? Uh, yeah. There po- is none. Cowards. McConnell's God. under his couch somewhere. Yeah. Uh, they're saying they're using bye-bye Felicia. Uh, remember that when uh, Putty, yeah. uh, Barack Hussein, uh, Michelle, uh, Mike, uh, uh, Putty Tat, the worst first lady we ever had, <laughs> mocked the... Uh, Anyway, I'm just, I hate these people. Uh, Megan McCain tweeted, uh, thank God, welcome aboard. Uh, well, there she's were, uh, there not was, a Republican. No, she's but, she, at least, but at least she yeah. said the right thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, there's uh, cheering the news. Democrats got Bill Kristol, and we're going to get Tulsi Gabbard. We are winning. Anyway, that's, that was fairly. But I, again, I just, those comments to me were just outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Um, you know what? Yeah. Outstanding comments like that brought to you by Atlanta Custom Closets, <laughs> closetpro.net. 404-255-0589 is the number to call. You need a closet refurbished. You need a brand new closet. Whatever it has to do with closets, you need Atlanta Custom Closets. Well, there you are. Uh, now, uh, let's see. Hold on a second. I'm just trying to find my thing. Uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> now, the other night, and again, I didn't see. I didn't even know what was going to be on. But the other night, was it last night or Monday night? Whatever. The other night, um, uh, Jake Tapper interviewed uh, President Pervert, uh, the head of the crime family. Uh, and, of course, left out all the tough questions on, you know, the you know, links to China, communist China and Russian, all kinds. Anyway, uh, but you're going to hear a, a, a little bit of, of Joe uh, Pervert here in a second. Uh, Jake Tapper had him on the air for an interview. Uh, and uh, President Pervert says his uh, son is on the straight and narrow. He's proud of him. Uh, well, anyway, here's a little bit. Here, here, and listen to how he talks. Here, here's a little bit of, of our president of the United States. And listen to how he, tra- he tries to communicate. Well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm proud of my son. This is a kid who got, uh, not a kid, he's a grown man. He got uh, hooked on, uh, uh, like many families have had happen, hooked on drugs. Uh, he's overcome that. He's established a new life. He is, um, uh, I'm confident that he is, what he says and does are consistent with what happens. Um, and, uh, for example, he wrote a book about his problems. And was straightforward about it. I'm proud of him. He came along and said, by the way, this thing about a gun, I didn't know anything about it, but it turns <laughs> out that when he this thing made an a, a application to purchase a, a gun, what happened was he said, I guess you get asked, I don't guess, you get asked the question, are you on he, drugs, you use drugs? He said no. And he wrote about saying no in right. his book. So I, 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 I have great confidence in my son. I love him. And uh, he's on a straight and narrow, and he has been for a couple of years now. <laughs> Herschel Walker had an ad about his mental illness and how he wrote a book about it and got better. And they tacked him for that. So it's okay for Hunter Biden to do that. Again, he's not running for politics. Well, that's one said, thing, but still, it's... He said, Hunter, Hunter's on the straight. I guess sworn he said, Hunter's on the street now. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, just, he can't come up with a clear, with a clear thought. I mean, he, he can't speak. 
That actually, I thought, was the clearest he sounded in a year because he's he's got it down memorized, defending the, the yeah. Asshole. But he's still he's got you know fractured syntax where he, he thinks of a phrase and puts it in there. And I mean, I don't know. It's just uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> he goes off on tangents. Uh, well, <laughs> not like anybody I know. Uh, anyway, just I mean, the whole thing just makes me sick. And of course, reporter didn't ask him anything or try to nail him not. down on anything. Um, and so they now now they can say, well, he sat down with a sit-down interview on CNN. Uh, you know, you can't As complain opposed about to the reporter who went after the Republican. Oh uh, God! Moment. Well, let's do that story now. This this is just outrageous. And wait till you hear uh, about what this guy did. And I'm going to find it here any second. By the now. way, Duke says great point, Flounder. So Flounder, you've got your point for October. Well, there you are. All right, here we go. Now, check out this uh, rather... Well, we're going to quit now, then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Thank you. <laughs> Call me T-Bone. <laughs> uh, there's a woman in Virginia named Tina Ramirez, and she is a Republican candidate for the Virginia State Senate. A liberal journalist is accusing her of raising her child to be a racist. Okay, that, the bottom line is a reporter is accusing a Republican state Senate candidate of raising her child to be a racist. Mm -hmm. Here's how it all started. Tina Ramirez mocked uh, a misinformation policy by saying that not only women can, uh, not only saying that only women can get pregnant, a journalist named David Levitt accused her then of celebrating torture, rape, murder, and enslavement. Ramirez responded, wait a minute, I teach my daughter real American history. I refuse to join the radical left's campaign to erase history. Uh, the reporter then suggested calling child services on Ramirez for allegedly teaching her daughter to be a racist. Well, the, the woman said it was mighty bold of him to accuse an Hispanic mother of teaching her black daughter to be a racist. Can someone please? And, and the reporter said he's on Twitter. He's on social media now. Can someone please tell a call child care services on Tina Ramirez, who's teaching her child to be a racist? This guy, reporter's making a public plea for wow. someone to dox her. Uh, mighty bold and liberal. What are next? Women's rights? Doc Sam. Uh, the spat began when an apparent non sequitur when Levitt replied to a tweet from her over reports about the misinformation on whether men can have a baby. Uh, only women can get pregnant. Do I owe PayPal $2,500 now? Ramirez asked, which Levitt replied, why are you celebrating torture and rape and murder and enslavement? That's how this all started. Uh, can someone please call child care services, teaching a child to be a racist? And then he decided to make the call himself. And then he went still on social media, complained about how long it took to get someone on the hotline. This is um, this is how psycho this guy is. Who does he work for? The, I, I, I'm hoping to find it. Um, the uh, Virginia State Hotline for Child Abuse has a 10-minute hold time and is experiencing high call volumes with 14 callers ahead of me. He's complaining on social media. This is absolutely unacceptable. How many people try to report child abuse and hang up? How many children will continue to be abused? Uh, Levitt continued to hold and complain about the wait time, and Ramirez, the girl, responded, mighty bold and liberal of you to lecture a Hispanic mother with a black daughter on racism. He responded whether she knew he was waiting to report her and then informed her that having a black child doesn't make you any less racist. Please, he, please, please. <laughs> remember that the next time we're told that black people cannot be cannot racist. Cannot be racist, right. Yeah. 
Uh, Levitt continued to complain about the wait time, posting updates showing he'd been on hold for over an hour. Again, the guy's on hold for an hour to report a woman that he... (laughs) He continued on the line to report child abuse by celebrating Columbus Day. He lamented the amount of abuse that must be taking place in Virginia. Uh, tonight, David Levitt called Child Protective, oh, and Ramirez responded, David Levitt called Child Protective Services to report child abuse because I teach my daughter about Christopher Columbus and real American history. As a single mother, I am my only daughter's only support. This is appalling for a number of reasons. Uh, David Levitt didn't just call CPS to re- level accusations against me. He waited an hour on hold, tying up lines of our CPS child services professionals trying to help Virginia's children. The radical left is willing to put our children at risk to cancel conservatives. It's no surprise a member of the radical left is willing to go so far as to call them on a single mother simply because they want to erase history of Columbus Day. The radical left doesn't want parents making decisions for their own families. I mean, this is un- I'm not sure if this guy is, a, is, is an independent journalist. I, I guarantee uh, you he is an activist holy for several gay causes. Um, let's see. Uh, he's a, a journalist, David Levitt. It doesn't really say yeah, who he... anyone can call themselves a journalist these days. Yeah. But by, by the way, does he not, if, if it wasn't for Columbus, there'd be no Hispanics. Now someone after him would have come over from Spain. Well, at some but he point, came probably. representing but, yeah, Spain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. In what fact, is Hispanic? I have, I have, an, I have a, an interesting historical update about oh, that very you, thing coming we'll be up. The judge a, of that. A little later on. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, in fact, I was going to ask you off the air, but I might as well do it while I'm on the air. I, I spend a lot of time, and I do enjoy it, but it takes, does take a lot of time going through birthdays and history and stuff, and and doing all this stuff. I find it interesting. Is it is it interesting? To, oh, I should keep doing oh, yeah, it. Yeah, because I do it on my my sports podcast. Okay. Of course, I, I only do. The I've sports always thought, guys. you know, to hear about. Oh my God, I didn't realize that. Or anyway, I'm, uh, so I, I hope I'm not boring people. If I go through the deaths and someone dies young or in some mysterious way, yeah. I look them up. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I, I do it. I, I, that's why I take so much time. As I start googling things, I I see on the history list and stuff. So, so you go on tangents. Is that what you're saying? So I go kind of. Well, I just did one there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tangent show. <laughs> Oh, by the way, God, this this has nothing to do with politics or sports. This is a tangent. Flounder. <clears throat> yeah. We have got to do something about the third, the second picture from the right. It's it the paint the painting. And you sideways. see, it's a little lopsided, yeah, and my OCD is about to explode. You're looking at it. Straight I'm looking across right the room. at it. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a little higher than that or two. You notice that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's about a half an inch higher. Yeah. <laughs> Shove it down. <laughs> it's called a ruler, uh, uh, a level. <laughs> oh, and let me ask you another it. question. The one on the far left here, why is the whole painting itself to the left of the canvas? Why is it not canvas? You know, why, why is it? Look at it, Kimmer. You see that, the, the red one? Well, when yeah. Hannah it's drew all on that, the left. When Hannah drew that, she was yeah. two. So well, I, I want her on the line to, to explain <laughs> the, the, what, what she was thinking. Her, her, you know. Well, red, so she was probably upset. Yeah, that's true. That, or she was hungry. <laughs> she do it with her fingers. Yes. Okay. What, what, what was her general feeling <laughs> when she was doing this? Her motivation <laughs> yeah, for putting right. it to the left. Oh mercy! Uh, we need more in that one, don't we? Uh, but center it. <laughs> <laughs> we need more white canvas on the left. Is what we need. <laughs> Oh my Can you put the camera God. on it and show people what I'm talking about here? Yeah, there's, that's probably a good idea. I right, hold everything. He's gonna he's gonna put a camera over there. <laughs> and again, you have I mean you have to be pretty anal 
to be to be this upset by a half an inch. But again, you're right. If you look at it, you can see clearly. I do like the fact he's got it. There's more paint as you go to the right. So yeah. you've got it in the right order. I like that. Yeah. No, that's, that's done properly. So you got it on there yet? Uh, Who did the other three? Uh, so Hank, my nephew, did those two. I don't have my mic, so you have to repeat that. All right. Hank, Hank your nephew did those. Okay. Hannah did the left. I like Hank. Hank's got a future here in art. Uh, Hannah needs to go into like running a library or you know football or something. <laughs> and who's who's this Hannah person? Hannah is my niece, and Hank is my. Nephew. Oh, your niece. Oh, good. I was gonna, I'm glad I asked. I was gonna make a comment. My niece is the kind of girl <laughs> has a certain zest for living. The last thing any of us needs right now is a lot of loose talk about her behavior. I swear I didn't say anything. Good, good, good. <laughs> I'm in a fresca. Do you want to be my Mr. Scholarship winner. <laughs> One day I'm going to do the whole freaking movie. I swear okay, to God. Okay, okay. Um, uh, Crazy's name says... It says, going on a tangent brought to you by Sponsor the Tangents. There you are. The Kimmer's Tangents brought to you by our friends at so-and-so. Uh, anyway, and again, uh, uh, whatever way you can do to help us out, we'll take. Um, more wokeness thing we mentioned the other day that uh, uh, apparently Nebraska Congressman Ben Sass, our senator, Republican Senator Ben Sass, uh, is leaving the Senate and becoming the University of Florida president. Well, uh, a lot of the student uh, groups at the University of Florida are very unhappy. Ben Sass is on the record anti-gay marriage, anti-transgender people, anti-abortion. He poses a threat to all students, a threat to all students that may be queer or non-men. I'm worried that it might be even harder for students to get an abortion. Another, his views are very right-wing, very far-right. He's not a high character. I think he lacks the experience to lead a university as big and prestigious as the University of Florida. <laughs> yeah, big and prestigious, please. If you were to make a list of the top 20 most prestigious okay. universities in okay. uh, the top 50, I was you laughing wouldn't add them. Because we, we make fun of fellow SEC schools, and we all do it. Florida is actually always at the top of the list at the top 20 of public schools in this country i'm yeah. not kidding well, it's you always you up wouldn't, there you wouldn't think you it. wouldn't think it but yeah. it is you're thinking florida state yeah well that's true <laughs> uh one other said students say that his stances on climate change and the overturning of roe versus wade concern them as well as the ability to unite the university oh. Uh, the protesters made their way inside the, uh, the administration building and stood outside the room where Sass was speaking. Uh, their chance of Ben Sass has got to go <laughs> while he's trying to address the student council leaders and the administration yeah. to show that he'd be a good guy for the job as president of the University of Florida. Uh, students say their school spirit would decrease school if he's spirit. president. It was as if this goes through, I'm not going to be proud to be a Gator. <laughs> I'm worried this will affect our rankings. I'm embarrassed to be a Florida Gator. It's been clear now that Governor Santos and the Florida legislator want to destroy public education. Oh, my God. Students emptied the room and swarmed the empty room and stood up chanting. Uh, at one point, the leaders of the event said they want to make Sass's life miserable, and one student called him a homophobic piece of shit, which is a little harsh. What? Uh, and after the event, the graduate assistants United tweeted a video of what appears to be Sass leaving the building in a, in a police car. And so the hateful student said, this is what a coward looks like. This will be your life every day if you accept this position here. 
I mean, God, talk about just threatening him. Because he's a Republican. She, and he's, he's not a even fascist. a Republican. He's just sort of Republican. He's a, a rhino. But still, uh. because he's a Republican, he therefore is a danger to public education and the students at the University of Florida. By the way, speaking of the University of Florida, we got great sports news breaking and good and bad sports news breaking. All right. What do you want? Uh, take them both any, any way you want to do it. You're the sports guy. All right. We'll do the uh, bad news first. All right. Tyler Matzik has had Tommy John surgery. Oh, boy. So that's he why was, he yeah. hasn't had the, the year he had last year, and now he's had, so we've lost him for probably a year. Yeah. Oh, boy. And that's, yeah, well, yeah. That's, which means he's a, he was one of the reasons we won last year. He was a, that yeah. was one of the most impressive yeah. three yeah. outs I've ever seen. But yeah. he came in. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that's, but, again, you know, how I, I, one after another after another, I heard somebody else going through it for the second time, I just heard. Yeah. Well, this just shows you, to order to win a World Series, you got to have everything fall in yeah. place. And right now, it's not falling in place for the Braves. And Max Freed having the trouble. Matzik now out. And if you're going to have pitchers who are being taught to throw at 100 miles an hour and with like five different pitches, you know, every time you make a different pitch, it's a different arm thing. With and again, if you've never torque. seen a slow motion of a curveball, yeah, I mean, the, the I mean, I was a believe me. And you, when you feel it in here and if you haven't seen the. The backwards elbow torque ball. Oh, my God. You, you just made it about you. But anyway. <laughs> well, I tried to, you know. <laughs> the great news, Vince Dooley is out of the hospital. He had COVID. Was yeah. he 90? I mean, 90? Yeah. I mean, good. That, I was a little nervous about that. Yeah. Well, good. Good for, good for him. Outstanding. Well, that is good news. Uh, one more kind of related uh, university-type thing, and then we'll uh, want to do some sports stuff and some more things here, too, including a list of bad cereals. The Axeman gets out again. Uh, some historical notes, and uh, Pete wants to talk about punking texters, uh, the real heckle and jekyll. Uh, it's funny. Uh, Flounder had no idea. Uh, I Pete, didn't know who yeah, was. Pete sent a, mess, uh, a notice. Uh, uh, he sends me a text. We don't meet together, obviously, so for the podcast, but before him. But Pete sent me a message. Uh, dot, 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 things you'll to talk about today. Uh, and one of them was, there's a real heckle and jekyll. So when I, when I replied, when I sent a message to Flounder, I was sending him, we, uh, there's uh, three soundbite ideas, you know, the president, so-and-so. And, and I, said, I sent him a message and said, see if you can get some heckle sound from the, from the heckle show or whatever. And Flounder wrote back, what the hell is heckle? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> because he hadn't, he didn't see the heckle and jekyll comment, or hadn't you? Have you've never heard of heckle and jekyll? I've I'm seen guessing. the. I mean, now, like when I, I saw the visual, I, like then is it a crow? Came, came Did you see Dumbo? Yes. It, the, yes. Was, were they in Dumbo? Because I think they took him out. The magpies. They're it's not, been forever since I've seen yeah. Dumbo, but I think but it, they took him out. Of yeah, but again, we'll, I, I don't do it now. We'll talk about it. I'm teasing right. it for a little bit later. But again, it was funny that that uh, a flounder was saying, what the hell are you talking about this heckle business? <laughs> that was pretty cool. And Texas Pete is something of a scumbag. Liar. Oh, well, 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 we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it I'm shortly. I'm still eating it. But yeah, uh, by the way. Um, also, um, oh, we got a whole bunch of things in here, but I want to uh, I want to brag about our uh, one of, another one of our sponsors here. And, and also get Cindy Holy Crap says they were next. crows. Yeah. No, they were magpies. Okay. I'm sorry. They were actually magpies. Cindy, notice that this is Kimmer arguing. I am not arguing with you about it. <laughs> she is our tax lady, and she is always right. <laughs> Any girl named Cindy is okay with me. I think every time I hear the name Cindy, I think about she, my, my first she true love. She even spells it funky, too. So. What's that? She spells it funky. It's, uh, it's Oh, with an I and a little smiley face? No. Or an I-E or no. I-double-E or no. well, Y. Or... C-Y. <laughs> oh, N- Sindy. Oh, C-Y-N-D-I-E. Oh, my, so if you look at this. smiley face. <laughs> what, what's, that, what's the poison that starts with C-Y-N? 
Uh, cyanide. Cyanide, <laughs> and then the second half is die. Uh, oh, my. What? Well, that, that can't be good, <laughs> which would be the case. Uh, but first, speaking of protecting yourself, our friends at Dead Crow Defense are here to serve you. Dead Crow Defense. Now, Dead Crow Defense are the, uh, is a company that gave uh, a great deal to Flounder and you and I and everybody else who's looking for 9mm ammo or whatever caliber you're looking for. They came through for Flounder. Uh, but Dead Crow Defense is not a gun store or an ammo store. It's your personal arms dealer. Best ammo prices since before the China Kill pandemic virus. All the common calibers are in stock. And anything that's in stock goes out the next day, by the way, when you order it. Uh, and if you want some unusual caliber, they can get it for you, too. I mean, this is the company. When you're looking for it, they'll get it for you. It's not your, uh, your average gun store. They work directly with you and this weird world we have going out here to bring old-fashioned customer service. And by the way, look them up on the web, deadcrowdefense.com. And you can see it's not just guns and ammo, but it's uh, uh, self-defense things and security gear and, and stuff like that. Check it out. Just kind of wander through the website, deadcrowdefense.com. Uh, if you're in a pinch and need something quickly, give them a call. Here's their phone number, 678-576-9117. And you can shoot them an email at sales at deadcrowdefense.com. They'll reach out to you, see what you're looking for, discuss your needs, and take care of it. They get the job done. Don't forget, online, if you use the promo code Kimmer, K-I-M-M-E-R, at checkout, it's 10% off your first several orders at deadcrowdefense.com. Tell them the Kimmer sent you, and thank you, Dead Crow Defense, your arms dealer. All right, we got a little controversy here. Are Heckle and Jekyll the cartoons the same Heckle and Jekyll as in Dumbo, which were the supposedly racist? Yeah, yes. I think so. I have it right here if we want to, again. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, before uh, we do it, all right. according to this, Heckle and Jekyll are officially talking magpies from 1946, and supposedly they're husband and wife. I didn't know that. I oh, were, I didn't know that. I, I thought, thought there were two guys. Yeah. So or, was I, 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 I Actually, I never, I know, I guess I never... I don't remember having a feminine voice of either one of them. I mean, one that was a, like it took yeah. girls' dialogue. And they you know were, what I mean? they were Terry. You never called her baby or honey or my true love or anything. And they were Terry tunes. So how did they get in Disney? I think it's probably two different well, sets of crows. It might be. I don't know. Here one's from Brooklyn, one's from Britain, basically. Really? Yeah. I, I remember the British accent, I guess. But anyway, they're... Uh, well, let's, I mean, this is them from Dumbo. It says right. racism in children's films. Fine, let's okay. do it. <laughs> Did you ever see an elephant fly? <laughs> well, I've seen a horse fly. Oh, I've seen a dragon fly. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a house fly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen okay. all that, too. I've seen a peanut stand. I heard a rubber band. I seen a needle that winked its eye, but I'll be done seeing about everything when I see an elephant fly. What you say, boy? I said when I see an elephant fly, I seen a front porch swing, heard a diamond ring, I seen a polka dot railroad tie, but I'll be done seeing about everything when I see an elephant fly. Now, was it a white man voicing that, or was it a black man voicing probably that? Probably a white man. If it's a black man, what's racist about it? Well, uh, uh, say Kingfisher and Andy. Well, that was the style Amos of comedy. And Andy was, yeah. But, but the original ones were black. I know, I know. 
Yeah, and when they wanted to bring it over to TV, of course yeah. they couldn't. Well, use that's not heckle and jackal. Then the Dumbo no. characters are not heckle and jackal. Not jackal. But anyway, so, so what's the story on heckle? It was a cartoon <laughs> thing, yeah. and then it got banned. Uh, well, no, the, of course, the, sort of Dumbo and everything else. I don't think the cartoon else, you know. got banned, but I think the Dumbo ones, and the, everyone's confusing them, which is yeah. what I just did. The reason I brought it up, Heckle and Jekyll were known for sitting up in the tree and yeah. just giving people crap. Right. It was funny. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was it was an adult-type cartoon. You could, Adults could, love, could watch it. My friend it. used to have an African gray that could talk. Oh, really? And Barrett? he would talk, you know, yeah. curse words. Uh, like someone with the, the, the phone would ring, and answer the phone, asshole! You know, stuff like that. <laughs> five, not t- five African gray parrots had to be removed from their display at the Lincolnshire England Wildlife Park. Yeah. One, because they were swearing at visitors <laughs> and then turning in laughing with each other after doing it. <laughs> That's funny. I want to see That's, that. I want to see the video of that. <laughs> hey, fatty. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. You know, if they weren't such pains in the ass, I would love to have a talking bird. Well, I know, I know a lot of they people. Live I think our friend Denise is a, uh, is a bird well, lover. Well, I talk think about pets that live 70 years. Yeah. No, they do live that, yeah. They, yeah, they do live that long. Um, and you can train, and they you, they actually will, you know, do things like quick out the window or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Somebody brings the doorbell. Quick <laughs> out, out the back, the husband's home. <laughs> anyway, which would be pretty funny. But again, you got to take care of them for their, your whole life. So uh, do you want to do some of your other things here? You want, uh, did Gosh. we even talk about Holy Crap at Sports yet? Have you done that yet? Or you yeah, wanna... I just I did it this morning because I couldn't wait to the Braves. Yeah. So. Um, and uh, uh, Braves playing this afternoon again as we speak. It's Wednesday, the uh, 12th of October. Uh, anything else in the podcast to tease? or? Uh, well, wait, I talk about Devontae Adams and the fact, and I, afterwards I listened to Stephen A., who was on the side of the cameraman Monday and today. Well, talk about that story. Okay, tell them what happened. Well, basically, Devontae Adams of the Raiders was mad when he Who, left the field. Who's a great receiver. I mean, he's And he screwed up his route. He probably yeah. cost him the game. Yeah. And he came in. There's a cameraman working for ESPN, and he's standing there with one thing in his hand, and he happened to walk in front of him. Now, I was traveling with the Falcons for five years. I can't tell you how many times I, I turned the wrong way and I'm in front of somebody I yeah. shouldn't be in front wasn't of. Wasn't this after the game? Right, after this the game. After the game, going into the tunnel. Yeah. So the so, cameraman kind of was there, and he was there. And there, sh- there shouldn't be a melee, but there's people around there. Yeah. So it should well, be a path. Seen, you've seen the players going into the right. tunnel. Yeah, sometimes there's too yeah. many people there. Yeah. Well, this guy's supposed to be there. Yeah. And Devontae, two-hand shoves him. And then later says, well, I didn't really mean to do that. Yeah, you did. You put two hands on him, you shoved him. Yeah. You meant to do it at the moment that you did it in the, in the yeah. heat of anger. Yeah. And the guy falls down, could have hit his head, could have killed him. Yeah. And it didn't, thank God. The guy probably has very little injuries. He went to the hospital, not life-threatening, blah, blah, blah. Well, the Kansas City police are giving misdemeanor charges on him. And the guy says that you know he's going to probably get a lawyer and sue. So Stephen A. goes on today and says it's a money grab. Well, is it a money grab when the guy pushes you down, injures you, embarrasses you on national television? Shouldn't you get some compensation for that? How's that a money grab? Well, let me ask you the question. You're the photographer, and you're doing your thing, and a football player comes over and shoves you out of the way, and you tumble on your ass. Would you hire a lawyer, do damn a deposition? <laughs> you damn straight I would. I, I probably, the radio station when I was working, probably would have tried to talk me out of it. Yeah. And probably would have. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure nobody wants him to make a, deal a thing a little bit. about it. Yeah. But in this day, now, so then they have Marcus Spears on, and he made a good point. He says, this day and age, there's going to be people out there that are going to make money off this. I remember yeah. the Dennis Rodman kicking the camera guy, and he kicked him in the groin. Yeah, he owes him some money. Yeah. 
right? And there's out yeah. there. And Stephen A goes on this big thing, like, yeah, when you go out, if you got money these days, if you're a high profile athlete, when you go out, you got to be so careful. You got to do this. You got to be. Nice. I'm thinking, okay, oh, let, let me say it. Here's your, here's your choice. Be careful not to be a criminal, you mean, or beat somebody up. I'm gonna have to work hard and practice, but from the age of eight, no one's ever gonna tell me the word no. Right. I'm gonna probably get a free education if I want it. Right. I'll get all the cars and the girls and the money, especially now with NIL. Yeah. I'm gonna be set for the rest of my life. Yeah. The only thing I have to do is behave yeah, when be I go out asshole. in public yeah. more than everybody else. I'm right. gonna have to be nicer. I'm, I'm not People gonna go follow you. for being baited. Yeah. I'm just going to have to be calmer and put up with more shit when I go out. Okay, I'm taking that trade. Yeah. I'll take that choice right yeah. now. I'll give up my personal uh, identity and, and, and privacy in order to have the riches of the world. For everybody in my family to be able yeah. to do whatever they want. And make sure want. my children will never be broke or poor or so homeless now or anything they're else. They're attacking yeah. the camera guy for supposedly being, you know, calling him you know, a money grabber. Who the hell? What? Uh, is that? A, is, it's probably a racial thing. I mean, I, no, I don't know whether the photographer. Said about well, race, but Stephen yeah. A. Smith, you know, well, I, I, that's what I'm thinking because Devonte Adams is clearly not a white man. And whether the, uh, I mean, I, I bet you that I'll bet you that Stephen A. Smith, I think he reacts that way. I mean, actually, I, I mean, I think he's a smart. Guy. I like him. I, I mean, I don't really like him personally, but I, I appreciate his. He, he does what he does. Angle. I mean, he, yeah, he's he's there to be a troublemaker and a rabble rouser with an opinion. So I appreciate it. I mean, I, I respect what he does, but I think he's kind of a jerk most of the time, and I think he goes. To to the easiest common denominator, and I'll bet you that's a racial thing. I, well, I, I think he does it automatically. Has always been the athlete athlete apologist network. Yeah. Athletes can, can can do no wrong. Yeah. So and, yeah. and they for one day they defended their own employee because they had to show that they were backing their their own employee, even though he was kind of a stringer type yeah. like that, but they were paying him. And he, you know, he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And then it took one day for ESPN to turn on him. Yeah. One day, and to, to defend the athlete, because yeah. God forbid we got to defend the athletes. They're so oppressed. Yeah, I know. Uh, what's this about Texas Pete? Texas Pete, by the way, by the way, Frank. Yes. Edited his pledge on Patreon, and he edited it up, which we always like Frank, to see. Frank, God bless you, my friend. Again, I, I, really, I even hate to talk about money, but we really uh, <laughs> we're at the stage Nothing where we about need to make about it. We need to make money. I mean, uh, well, we need to either, we, yeah. we either yeah, capitalists. We, and again, I mean. This is the only way we can make a living. And, and I mean, again, this is when, our I look radio station. At, when I look at the numbers of how many people download our show versus what we're being paid, there's a huge difference. Yeah. So. And again, we have the post office box address. It's right there on the podcast website. Is I it just on put the, it uh, one of, uh, on the Kimmer Show. Yep, it's on, yeah, if you go to the Kimmer Show.net and you yeah. go to the contact page, it's right there. Okay, excellent. Anyway, you were saying, sir. Okay, a Los Angeles man has filed a class action lawsuit no. accusing Texas Pete of false advertising. Well, now, wait a minute. I used it just this morning, by the way. This man learned that Texas Pete hot sauce no. is not made in Texas. <laughs> where, do you, where do you think it's made? Oh, it's probably made in China. <laughs> no, not made in China. Uh, well, well uh, Florida, probably. Nope. With peppers, no? Nope. Uh, Taiwan? Nope. Any, any guesses there, Flounder? Hot sauce, hot sauce. Got to be somewhere south of the border, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be Mexico? No, no. Where? I don't know. No. Arizona? No. Probably it is, Minneapolis. It was founded, I forget what year it was, a long time ago, in a barbecue joint in North Carolina. Well, I'll be and that's where they make it. Well, hold on. North Carolina is known for their vinegar-based. And mustard-based. Well, South Carolina has a lot of mustard-based. Yeah, too, and yeah. Texas Pete has neither of those in it. I, I love that. Yeah. He learned yeah. it was made in uh, the Tar Heel State, not the Lone Star State. The suit states... 
that Mr. White he's suing him? Yeah. <laughs> and, well, he's in L.A. Wait a minute. Some he's guy's an idiot. suing Texas people oh, yeah. because he, he wasn't made in Texas. Oh, I guess better. Oh, he, judge is going to love having a <laughs> discourse on that one. He made the purchase while relying, quote, upon the language and images displayed on the front label of the product, and at the time of purchase understood the product to be a Texas product. Because it's got the Texas Pete so guy with a lasso and a cowboy. They him entirely. They took his money by lying to him about where the product was from. White yeah. claims that had he known <laughs> the hot sauce was not made in Texas, he would not have purchased it. Well, there you are. <laughs> you know, talk about a small claims court issue. Talk but about again, a money grab. Holy cow. That's pretty. But he's actually got a, he's got a lawyer who's going to take this case. That there's no, I mean, he must be getting paid up front, not, not on contingency. There's no, I can't right. imagine a lawyer would say, well, I, I won't charge you just when we win, I'll split the money with you. Yeah, you're going to win that lawsuit again? <laughs> well, I don't, who knows? It's California. Who knows? California, well, I think I'll win. Um, and what's this about uh, punking texters? Punking texters. You sent us a little note about punking texters. Uh, awful, uh, annoying texters or something. Oh, I got Every once in a while, it, it's usually the same house in South Atlanta they're trying to get me to sell. And yeah. I've tried to sell it to them several times. But they, won't, they won't do it. So I get a call this morning, a text, and she goes, Hi, hi, Andrea. It's the first time they call me a girl. Andrea. Usually it's a guy. Kermit. They call me Kermit. Hey, Kermit. Hi, Andrea. Uh, this is Atlanta Real Estate Group. Sorry, I shouldn't have said the name. <laughs> Reaching out with regards to blah, blah, blah. Should yeah. you con would you consider a sale? So I wrote back, and by the way, I was on the John when I did this, <laughs> $753,000. And you're, of course, in your apartment while you're re yes. responding. This is, this is a house in Union City. Yeah, okay. So seven hundred fifty-three. Yeah. Yeah. It's in Union City. Union City. That's probably going to be the unusual property of Union City, I would bet you. <laughs> well, I looked it up. It's kind of like... A cookie cutter house, yeah. but it's not seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, no, I, yeah. And that, uh, she wrote back, "Whoa, now <laughs> that's way more than it's worth. Why so much?" And I wrote back, "Sentimental value." <laughs> <laughs> she did not respond to that one. <laughs> I freaking love it. Um, uh, speaking of responding, I, I you know I do I do get a kick out of reading these stupid Dear Abby columns. Uh, because it just it, it reinforces my belief that most Americans are really screwed up and don't. I mean, how, how idiotic can you be? Um, just a quickie. A husband's best friend groped my a woman. My husband's best friend groped my private parts several years ago at a party. It was traumatizing. I never forgot it. Made me feel dirty. I told my husband about it when we got home. He had a lot to drink and told me I must have been imagining things. Years ago, as time goes by, I bring it up occasionally. Uh, especially when we see this person, her husband, the husband's best friend. Um, and when the Me Too movement came into being, I brought up again those memories. I asked my husband to confront the man who remains his best friend. My husband refuses to confront his best friend. I'm deeply hurt that he still thinks I'm imagining things and doesn't have my back. Should I drop it or give him an ultimatum, either confront the friend or I leave? Uh, from Torn in Texas. Dear Torn. Your husband doesn't think you're imagining things. You're, for him to make that accusation is called gaslighting. He prefers to avoid a confrontation with his best friend rather than defend you because the friendship is more important to him than your feelings. That's a pretty strong way to put it. I'm good for her. Uh, men who love their wives do not sit idly by when they have been disrespected. Uh, uh, if your uh, husband won't confront this person you uh, and you to leave them, don't, uh, don't issue an ultimatum unless you're prepared to follow yeah. through on it. 
But again, she uh, this is so important to her that she's thinking of leaving, uh, breaking up the marriage. If it's gotten to that point, you need to settle. You need to, you know, do it or get off the pot. Well, don't give the, ult- the ultimatum there because it sounds to me like he's already made his choice. Yeah, right. I mean, you you know where you stand. I mean, wouldn't you? I, I mean, even if it was your best friend, you'd have to say something. You gotta. You know, I you mean, say, were you drunk? even, even were if you, you tried to you say, do? listen, I, this is kind of embarrassing or awkward, but yeah. my wife, you know, I mean, even count to say, uh, you know, I'm a little embarrassed even to bring it up, but and, and get into it somehow, even if, you know, slowly or gently or whatever. But you need especially, to get into it, especially if you're looking for a threesome. Oh, there you are. Yeah, like that chick who went maybe to the Hollywood party with oh, famous movie stars. <laughs> 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 I can't believe she brought a guy on a date for me. Well, I, I dated that chick <laughs> once, who on the second date said that she got off watching guys have sex, and I'm like, oh, that wow. ain't gonna happen. Bye bye. <laughs> not gonna happen. No, no. Um, let's see. Oh, the asteroid thing. Remember, we talked the other day about the uh, they were uh, the NASA was sending a, a basically a bomb into an asteroid millions of miles away to see if they could uh, shift its orbit in case it would be coming toward Earth one day. This would be a method of, of shifting an orbit of an asteroid that was going to destroy us, much like the one that killed all the dinosaurs did. Well, apparently it worked. Uh, the uh, the uh, explosion hurled debris into space for hundreds of thousands of miles, uh, a comet-like trail of dust, and it altered the path of the asteroid around its companion rock, the scientists oh. had hoped to shave 10 minutes off the circle, but they did more like 32 minutes, which would be a, a pretty significant alteration of the orbit. So this poor rock has been traveling in the vastness of space. Millions of years. And happens to be lucky to have a companion. Yeah, to he has a stave, brother rock. Stave the loneliness. And we come along. We come along. And blow him out of the orbit. It's right out of the orbit. It's not good. It's kind of, kind of, you know what, that that makes me sad. It kind of like, uh, what it, was it that? It didn't do anything. What, what was the, It's part the, of our universe. The Tom Hanks movie, Castaway. Oh, yeah. When he lost Wilson. He lost Wilson. Yeah, I know. I still think he was a pussy for not going well, after Well, he should have jumped out there and gone to get him. Well, he did. He just gave up. He just gave up, yeah. Um, Delta's going to be uh, want to be part of that air taxi business called Joby Aviation, which uses electric helicopters, basically, to have vertical takeoffs will come to your house, pick you and four people up, uh, one pilot and four passengers, and then we'll go vertically up in the air like an electric helicopter and take you to the airport. Meet it George travel, Jetson. It can travel 150 miles at a top speed of 200 miles an hour. But again, how much would that cost you to say, I'd like the helicopter to pick me up at my house and take me to the airport? I mean, that can't be, you know, it can't be like $7, right? I mean, <laughs> would they take you up? Would you go up on the roof? Or I, don't, I don't know how they do it. But again, just the fact that you can order your electric helicopter to take you from your house to the airport. And they're already doing it somewhere. I forgot where. Uh, well, they got the individual ones, too. That'll uh, you can buy. A vertical takeoff electric device. Uh, let's see. And a partnership with the U.S. and U.K., uh, it's working to bring the market. Uh, da, 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 da. The deal is be United and Delta. And uh, the Santa Cruz, California, has been operating a thousand test flights with its electric aircraft. Anyway, electric aircraft brought to you by FarmhousePrintingCo.com of Sonoya, <laughs> Georgia, printing custom shirts and hats and signs and promotional items with no minimum order, no setup fees. You can order one, five hundred, five thousand. It doesn't matter. Farmhouse Printing Co. will do it for all your Kimmer Show needs. Uh, T-shirts, holographic sports, whatever you need, they can do it. Business cards, posters, 
anything uh, mugs. you want. They have laser engraving. They can do anything. Farmhouse printing soda. T-shirts, uh, carry-all bags. Tumblers. Computer cases. I mean, any, yeah, Beautiful. glassware. I mean, anything you're looking for. Uh, they've, uh, the uh, the uh, pansy of the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, the former defense contractor, uh, has authorized the changing of military base names now, yes. Uh, they wanted to get rid of anybody who might, might be linked to the Confederacy. Uh, Fort Gordon, outside of Augusta, is now being named Fort Eisenhower after Ike Eisenhower. All right, good trade. Yeah. Uh, John Gordon, who commanded half of Robert E. Lee's army, uh, is now uh, Fort Eisenhower. Fort Benning is being named after Hal Moore and his wife. Uh, we were soldiers once and young. Uh, is a hero uh, from the battle, very famous battle Mel in Gibson Vietnam. Mel Gibson movie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson movie. Uh, Henry Benning was a Confederate general. Uh, and General uh, Moore fought in uh, Korean and Vietnam Wars. Uh, else, North Carolina's Fort Bragg will be Fort Liberty. Fort Rucker will be Fort Novacell. Uh, Can I ask from, a question here? Yeah. How, okay. My mother's side lost the war. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pains me to say, but we lost the war. How the hell did we get so many bases named after Confederate generals? Well... How the hell did that happen? I th- you know, honestly, I think it was, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think I read an essay about this once, and I think at the time it was a way of bringing the country together yeah. to say, you know, we had a war, we've had this whole thing, let's now show that we're all together here and we can salute the, uh, the heroes of the Confederacy. Uh, they were great generals and great leaders, even though they were on the wrong side. I think, it, I think, I think I remember reading somewhere that the thought was to bring the country together as a way of, you know, just moving mm-hmm. on and, and saluting, uh, you know, a hard fought battle. Afterwards, we shake hands and have a beer kind of deal. Well, you know what? I, I read Teddy Roosevelt's bio, autobio, I think, or, or bio about him. And he said, in his opinion, the country did not unite until the Spanish-American War. There was still 18, great resentment. We're talking about like 1901. Oh, that's yeah, 19, yeah. 1898 to 1901, right. something yeah. like that. 30-plus yeah. years after the war. Yeah. And he said the, the way he thought, when he made the Rough Riders, <laughs> they trained somewhere around New Orleans and Oklahoma and everything, and they got on the train in New Orleans to go to Tampa, to yeah. go to Cuba. Yeah. And he says as he rode through the South from New Orleans to Tampa— the, the railways were lined with Southerners waving American flags. And that's mm. when it hit him, he says, we're one country again. Yeah. And it took over 30 years. Wow. Well, I, I think that was probably, I think that's the reason it happened. Uh, later on, uh, apparently uh, General Silly Millie, uh, who was, uh, was going to speak to the crew, but he had a pedicure appointment and he didn't want to get out of it. Uh, he and uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin are going to be, have, uh, have already picked out the new names for the next three Army bases. Uh, Fort Pedicure, uh, Fort They and Them, uh, Fort End Racism, which I think would be End Racism, Fort Believe the Woman, I think is another, <laughs> and the Naval Base, uh, the 1619 Project, which is one of the famous. <laughs> you know, they're more concerned with wokeness than they are with killing the enemy. The Chinese I mean, it's aren't. just, un- yeah, the Chinese, remember, if you haven't heard this before, the Chinese are actually schooling young boys and how to be tough men. They're, they're, they're requiring young boys to take classes in masculinity. How young boys can be tough. Can grow how into to handshake? Mi- yeah, yeah, look them in the eye and handshake. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a little more than using pronouns. Oh, dear I God. It's tr- I mean, it's true. I'm not making this up. Uh, <laughs> uh, some birthdays, some birthdays of note. 
Uh, in fact, I got a bunch here. Hugh Jackman's 54. Oh, excuse me, who? Uh, hello, Hugh Jackman, <laughs> Jackman. Uh, Kirk Cameron. I think my daughter's had his picture on the wall, the poster in his wall from, uh, what was it, Young, or what the hell was the name of his show? Growing Pains. Growing Pains, Kirk Cameron. He's uh, very, did he become a minister now or something? He's, he's religious. He's very, very religious, very into the like young faith and yeah. pro-life. He's on Fox every now and then. Yeah, yeah, good for him, 52. Uh, Sam Moore of Sam and Dave, Hall of Famer. He's 87 today. Uh, Chris Wallace, that's Mr. Wallace to you. Yeah, right, Chris, 75 years old. Susan Anton, the Cigarello Girl. Cigar, cigar, cigarettes, Tipperillo. Uh, Susan Ann, I think she was involved with either uh, Sylvester Stallone Dudley Moore. and Dudley Moore and a bunch of things. And Susan Anton, back in the se- mid-70s, was uh, became a very big star uh, doing the uh, Tipperillo commercials, and she was in a couple of commercials and things. Very tall, skinny, blonde. Yeah. And she came into my studio when I was in uh, uh, doing, inter- uh, doing the radio show uh, in 1975 or 6, whatever it was. And she came into the studio, and she was very, very tall and skinny, and pretty, but just tall and skinny. And I think I, I asked her something about, um, uh, do you, you know, do you? I think she, if she had dated Dudley Moore and say dating shorter men, or made some comment about her size, and she said, she said, well, you know, I, I always tell the guys the nice thing about uh, about dating a tall woman is they have to make two trips. And I thought, wow, that was pretty kinky for, you know, for a radio interview in the 70s. Anyway, that was Susan Anton. She is, uh, I think, 52. Never did anything for me. No, she didn't my type. She, she, in fact, she, I mean, she was a pretty woman, but, yeah. but she was not sexy to me at all in any way. She was not. They, they were trying to make her the next Farrah Fawcett. No, that's, no, that was never going to happen. Um, Adam Rich from Eight is Enough, 54 today. Uh, the fiddler of the uh, not worth calling them Dixie Chicks anymore, Marty McGuire's 53. Skier Bodie Miller, 44 years old today. Uh, Marion Jones, the track and field star, the cheater who admitted she took steroids to juice herself up. Marion Jones is 47. She gave back the five yeah. medals she won at the Sydney Olympics in 2000. Uh, a couple of musical notes. 1997, John Denver had played 18 holes of golf at Pebble Beach. His buddy said, hey, let's do another 18 at Cypress Point or someplace. John Denver said, no, I think I want to take up the airplane. His handmade experimental aircraft. Uh, he did take it up until it ran out of gas, and then it went right back down again, unfortunately crashing into Monterey Bay and killing John Denver at the age of 53. They never found his pelvis, his kidneys, his spleen, or his head. Washed away into the ocean. Eaten. What's that? Well, he preferred to wash up on shore. So. Well, are you going to clean up here? or? <clears throat> uh, 1974, Deborah Harry appeared at CBGB's in New York City, and for the first time in her career, she appeared under the name Blondie. Yeah. And she said the name Blondie is derived from all the comments made by truck drivers who catcall her, hey, Blondie, as they drive by. And so she said, I'll just call myself Blondie. Yeah, on a side note about uh, John Denver. Yes. I don't know if I should do Ah, go ahead. He's dead. The man's dead. Let me think about it. Keep going. Is think. it a bad kinky story? Uh, he was gay, queer, a gay after all, or no. a homo? Or, well, on. it could. Where does your mind well, immediately well, go see, to now that? Well, you can tell it because it couldn't be as bad as that. just a so. little pun, maybe, or something. I will then tell the no, story. No, go ahead. Well, I was trying, thought it. I could goose you into it by yeah. doing something outrageous. And you would say, no, it's not that bad. Well, what was it then? And then you'd tell me. 
That did work. Didn't did. work, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing works for me. It's over. I got nothing. I could have tricked you a couple of years ago. I probably yeah, could have done. You know, but now it's it's, it's gone. That's why I can't I can't be president. Yeah, okay. I cannot be. Do you president. know the truth? You want to know the truth? All right. I forgot that what the hell I was gonna say. Well, there you are. Now see, now that to me is even more interesting. Because <laughs> it's not just in me. the two seconds. I forgot. <clears throat> Well, I was talking about the name Blondie, truck driver, no, Deborah Harry. I was talking about John Denver. I know, but but oh, when I was... Oh, I remember. See, I was talking about John Blondie. If he, if he only had worn his Natalie Wood water wings. <laughs> oh, my God. We <laughs> waited for that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in 1969, a DJ on Detroit radio station WKNR got a phone call telling him that if you play the Beatles song Strawberry Fields Forever backwards, you hear John Lennon saying, I buried Paul. And thus the rumor that Paul McCartney is dead. But if you listen at the end of Sgt. Pepper, you don't have to play it backwards. He does say something that, like that. Yeah. But on, in the anthology thing they put together in the 90s, they play the whole thing. Yeah. And he says several different things. So like he's what? Just, he's just riffing. Okay. Except, but it's not, yeah. Oh, anyway, that was one of the ways a rumor started. It was on, in 69 of the radio station. Um, also in the music bit uh, today, 1955. I never saw any of these, but Chrysler Corporation announced it was installing record players, hi-fi units in their cars for 1956. Now, I remember the days of the push-button automatic transmission. You ever know? Ever see one of those? I've, I've seen that. that my oh, neighbor, wow. I, I, had, I used to ride in one. My neighbor yeah, had one, my, and it had put, with push-button D, L, R, whatever. Um, anyway, they were going to put record players. The unit was four inches high and less than a foot wide and was hidden under the instrument panel. Yeah. The seven-inch albums spun at 16 and two-thirds RPM and required about three times the number of grooves as a regular album. It lasted five years. I never saw I one. I can't believe it lasted five years. How could that possibly work? But again, what you know, they tried. It was uh, you know back in the fifties, car companies, man, were ripping and rolling every single year. There was something new designs, new stuff, and they, this is one of the reasons. I remember the first year that uh, uh, the Cadillac came out with a little uh, tube thing on the dashboard, little plastic or metal tube-looking thing, and it was to automatically lower your headlights if you had the high beams on, and you were another car was coming to you with their lights on. Your car would lower your own beams because it would pick up that car's headlights and lower your high beams automatically without you having to click the little button on the floorboard. Flounder, did you ever drive a car where you clicked your high beams on the floor? No. (laughs) Wow. The left foot on the uh, floorboard had a little metal button that you would click, click, click. Well, I mean, my first car was a 78 Cutlass. Oh, wow. should (laughs) have. My first car was a 1953 Chevy. 67 <laughs> Olds Delta 88. <laughs> I wish I had that 53 Chevy. It was, a, it, was the, it was the top of the line, wide white sidewalls, chrome everywhere. Outside of the oh. car I have now is the best car I ever had. Yeah, I loved that free. It was three on the tree, just you know, sticks. You no, know, you know, no heater. It had a vent opened up for the air off the engine. As Jay Leno says, <laughs> you'd run over a Toyota or or, or Datsun, and you just you know hose just off the front grill yeah. and just keep <laughs> the, it going. The metal dashboard, you know, the steel dashboard <laughs> in front of you. Um, uh, in 1957, Little Richard announced he has uh, his come to Jesus moment. Richard Perryman said, no more rock and roll in 1957. Instead, it's just God. Little Richard told the story of dreaming of his own damnation and praying to God after one of the engines on a plane he was on caught fire. <laughs> Little Richard threw his four diamond rings into the Hunter River in Sydney and launched his gospel career. Five years later, Little Richard 
was back to rock and roll. <laughs> but he got pretty scared. He's still alive, isn't he? He's, yeah, That's I think amazing. So. That yeah. He, he and, and Jerry Lee are still alive. Yeah. Uh, 1996, the Rolling Stones finally released Rock and Roll Circus. It was put together 28 years earlier. 1968 compromised, uh, comprised rather two concerts on a circus stage and included performances by The Who, Taj Mahal, Marianne, Faith, Marianne Faithful, and Jethro Tull. John Lennon and Yoko performed as part of a super group called the Dirty Mac, Eric along with Eric Clapton yeah. and Keith Richards. It was originally supposed to air on the BBC, uh, but from 1968 to 1996, it stayed hidden. The rumor that I always heard was the Stones were mad that the Who upstaged them. I, re I remember you telling me that one so time years ago that, that they true. were it was a snit thing. Well, and the who did a better job. Year, yeah, well, I think they were probably at that point. And again, I, I never heard, you ever, I never actually seen again, the thing. I haven't either. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other quick things here. Uh, 2000, Osama bin Laden sends two terrorists in a motorized rubber dinghy loaded with explosives in a suicide mission targeting the USS Cole, a Navy destroyer in the port of Yemen. The blast blows a 40-foot hole in the ship on the port yeah. side, left side, killing 17 sailors and wounding nearly 40 others. And uh, he sent the message, and he got one in return. 1931, former Olympic gold medal swimming champ Johnny Weissmuller is chosen to play Tarzan in a number of movies way into the 1940s. Meet Tarzan, you Jane. He's <laughs> That's Tarzan. how simple it was. Ungawa, Ungawa. <laughs> cheetah, cheetah. Oh my and God. supposedly he came up with that at the top of his head, him and, and the girl. What yeah, I can't remember name? the God, girl's name. So, yeah. God, she was beautiful. She was perfect in it, too. And then Little the pre-code bits, they're buck naked in the water. They were naked Are in the water, they? and after the code, they had to put I'll clothes on her. Uh, 1978, punk rocker Sid Vicious is arrested on suspicion of murdering his girl girlfriend after the body of Nancy Spungen is found in their New York hotel room in the hotel. While out on bail, uh, the punk rocker Sid Vicious, apparently her ghost got to him. He overdosed on heroin and died before he went to go to the trial. Uh, 2006, a freak, oh, I remember this, a freak airplane accident claims the life of a Yankees pitcher, Corey Lytle, he was with a flight instructor, and they were flying in New York City among the skyscrapers the and crashed into an apartment building. Well, they were going around the Manhattan, and they got confused and got too close yeah. to one. And, and hit a freaking building. And we yeah. all thought it was terrorism. Yeah, I, I remember that, because yeah. that, that, that's the first thing that came on yeah. the news, is they didn't know if 2006. it was another well, five years after the 9-11. Well, the odds, it'd be two Yankees, Thurman Munson and, and him, Thurman Munson that and died in plane, plane crash. crashes, yeah. that they were flying. Yeah. And again, I, 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 how the hell did that? Uh, how, how do you, yeah? How do you get that close to a building? How do you get hit by a train? You know, I mean, there are things I just don't understand. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, how the hell do you get hit by a train? Anyway. Uh, well, you get in front of it. Well, you get in front of the train, and the train's. <laughs> you stand there like an one. idiot. <laughs> step one. Step <laughs> one. Uh, in uh, eighteen ten. Bavarian, clown, uh, clown, Bavarian crown prince Ludwig married Princess Teresa of Saxony Hildenbrusenschausen, and when the royals invited the public to attend the wedding in 1810, it became an annual celebration and then became Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Yeah. Uh, 1892, in celebration of the 400th anniversary of the Columbus Discovering America, I mentioned this earlier. The original version of the Pledge of Allegiance was first recited in public schools. 
in honor of the 400th anniversary in 1892, and now the Democrats won't let us say it out loud. By the way, it's uh, they got it wrong. It was in 18, uh, 1493 Columbus sailed the deep blue sea, so right. just for the record. Uh, 1945, Private First Class Desmond T. Doss was awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor for bravery in action as a medic or corpsman the first time in history the Medal of Honor was awarded to a conscientious objector. Great movie. Yep. Oh, uh, more on uh, Columbus. In 1492, Columbus was sleeping aboard the Santa Maria when Rodrigo de Triana spotted the Bahamas from the crow's nest of the Pinta. Well, Christopher Columbus named the island San Salvador, and as the king and queen of Spain had promised a reward to the first person who spotted land, which was Rodrigo, Columbus collected the reward. He says, Rodrigo just saw a cloud. I'm the one who spotted land the first time. You cheating bastard. He was a dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, I don't know what else we got going uh, on. Oh, you were going to tell us something about yeah. something else, and I forgot what it was. Well, uh, by the way, David, uh, thank you for going on Patreon and up. Oh, David, thank you very well. much. Thank you. Uh, Little Debbie Christmas. We're almost time for the Little Debbie Christmas cakes. The trees. Oh my God! That we that's tried right. last year. That you guys. Remember how much them? smaller they were last year? Yeah. Still <coughs> good. Still good. Uh, now you can get it in ice cream flavor. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, now wait a minute. What now? Little Debbie Christmas tree cake. Ice cream ice flavor. Cream. I could eat that. Yeah, I, I could probably. That'll be way better than the normal. I mean, because we have I'm ice cream. A, I'm, not big, uh, I, I'm not a big. I'm not a big chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream guy. I wonder if this is better than cookie dough ice cream. Oh yeah. Or whatever yeah. they call it. I'll, I'll bet that's good. I'll bet that little Debbie one. I'm gonna try that one. All right. Here we go. Uh, oh, by the way, Mark says the first Tarzan movie they put fake ears on the elephants. Because they were Indian elephants, and they wanted to make ears. them look like African I'll be, elephants. I'll be damned. Well, that's a good point, yeah. A winder one. This is going to, Steve Taylor, the great sports guy from Channel yeah, 46. For all those years, Steve Taylor, yeah. Cornhusker. Yeah. Winder woman pulls knife on husband after she's asked to stop singing karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, here. Oh, no, oh no. Did I, did I yeah. do, once? I, I was going to do you another story that I thought was amusing, and then I, I thought maybe. Thank you, it Deborah. Wasn't. She went on Patreon too. We really and uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, this is kind of kinky, but it just. Re, I, I'm speaking of racial things, and I'm only going to assume this. Uh, a DeKalb County woman is now suing a sheriff's deputy, who claims uh, she claims that he harasses her, trying to pick her up whenever she, he sees her at the public store. And it was going on for a long time. The deputy's first name is Terion or Terion Antoine, something or other. And she says two years ago, he started stalking her. He kept coming up to her. And he said to her once, if I could kidnap you and take you home, I would. And she said, stop talking to me. I'm married. I don't want you to be doing this. And every time he sees her, he kept going up to her. uh, And she, she asked his name so she could file a complaint against him. And he replied, call me Big Zaddy. Uh, she reported his behavior to the Cab County Sheriff's Office and the people at Publix, uh, and he kept on doing it. So she's now suing him. But, you know, the guy sounds like a black guy. And to me, I remember the time I told the story. I was in three lanes. I was in the middle lane of three lanes of traffic at a stop at a stoplight. Three lanes, and I'm in the middle. On my left is a black guy. On my right is a black woman, hot black chick. The black guy on my left gets my attention to roll down my window. And he says, he says, hey, 
tell that chick uh, next to you, I think she's really hot. <laughs> and I'm saying, wait a minute. You want me to try to flirt with her? <laughs> so I did. I, I, I bonked a horn and I to roll down the window. And I and, and the guy's looking at me like, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. And the, the girl looks over at the end and what? And I said, um, this guy thinks he knows you. <laughs> I said, you know, and, oh, really? And, and I'm, so I'm going back and forth with the guys trying to pick up just being the brothers. I mean, I think the brothers do. I think that, you know, this is common procedure or something. I couldn't freaking believe it. And I'll bet you just see thinks there's nothing wrong. You know, you yeah. see a pretty girl. What the hell? Take a chance. All she's going to say is no. You know, but again, if you're harassing her, that. but again, I thought it reminded me of that story. And I got the biggest kick out of the brothers. Yeah, it's just being, just being, a, you know, the brothers, man. That's you know, just trying to meet the girl. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> thank you to Deborah and Mark, who also went on PayPal. Deborah, thank that. you, and everybody God else I haven't you. mentioned. By I, the way, I, I, I promise we are, you know, at five bucks, eight, four dollars, two dollars. I mean, it, if we could just get people to do one thing one time, or anyway, whatever. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, here we go. Yeah. Brandon says, I checked out Hector's latest jib-jab, and I didn't see the camera. <laughs> yeah, I was not in there. He had left me out. Then I realized he was the monster, and the monster's entire face was Kimmer's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I haven't had lunch yet. Uh, are they that bad? I guess I need a cleaning. I need to get out of the anyway. No, it's just the seeing your teeth close yeah, up like that. But they, have, you, did you, have you noticed any difference in the whiteness of my teeth? I, mean, I it's have not, not something even you'd notice, looked. Right? Yeah, I have no, I not even attempted no. to look. But I, I, don't, I haven't noticed anything. I think it I made him a little better but not much all right time for bad text bad Theater. text bad text flounder what are we doing today here we are uh, all right what did we do yesterday <laughs> uh we did the one of the meme i said you about you die soon uh, if you want to die making love it'll be quick all right here's the one of the wife texting the husband it's after the last two blue ones we did i don't know if yours is blue like mine is blue and white <laughs> uh, it's before you started putting all those guys that the 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 photos of the guys at the restaurant. Gotcha, yeah. It's All right, right before so, that. Uh, it's a wife texting a husband. So are you the husband or the wife? I'll be the wife. All right. <clears throat> Where are you? Just got home from the store. I was with you. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. There's a commercial. There's a commercial where the guy comes in, he's putting the groceries down, and he goes, a text, and, ding, 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 and the wife goes, uh, where are you? He goes, well, I just got home, you know, putting the groceries up. She goes, I was with you. <laughs> and his first reaction, he starts laughing. And, and he grabs the keys, and he's laughing all the way out the door, which I thought was great. Uh, <laughs> so, so she's got to go back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I didn't, I didn't quite understand that. What that, which, yeah, but that, anyway, pretty funny. Well, that's a conversation. Uh, oh, I love man. it. Uh, Go Braves are on this afternoon as we speak, uh, Wednesday. So we're hoping for, and it's here in town, and it's, uh, I think they'll play. It looks mm -hmm. like a little iffy weather, but I think it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, it's nice overcast, yeah. dreary weather for the last home game of yep. the season. Yeah, well, uh, although we're hoping there'll be yeah. more than that, but again, you know, it's all. Who knows? A couple of bad pitches and a couple of quick, uh, you know, bad throws and. Uh, game could change in the but we'll know game. if they lose then we'll know we're it's back to, we're, it's it's, yeah. it's atlanta braves again yeah. you know well they're at least we're they're used to that they're, we're, I, i'm i'm happy for them and i'm, I'm hey we won it last them. year yeah we're champions you yeah. can't win every year how many how many when's the last time how many times does a base in modern and not not since the 70s or the 50s whatever how many times in the last 50 years has a baseball team won the World Series twice in a Yan row, Yankee Every, let alone twice at all. The Yankees won it in 98 over the Padres, 99 over us, 2000 over the Mets, and they lost 0-1 to the Diamondbacks. So they won it three right, years So that's row. three. 
But who? I mean, and we should. We talked about this earlier. The Braves literally should be going for three in a row yeah. this year because we should. We blew a three-one lead yeah. to the Dodgers. Two we would have played Tampa Bay. Yeah. So we should be going we for three. We should have beat Tampa Bay and then the Dodgers and then three in a row. But you know, you got to wonder if they'd have made the same moves last year if they'd already won. What is that? Look at that! Look at that! Oh my God! It's an ant. It's a bug. It's a big ant. Don't crush it. Hey, Flounder, is a big old ant over to here. Live? What are you talking about? It's an ant. There's you can a have huge ants ant in here. Walking. Let the cat play with it. Here, kill it. Where is it? Right there. Oh. You're killing it well, with your harmonica? I get it with a paper. Yeah, oh, I did it with the bottom of my case. That's disgusting. There we go. I'm wiping on my kit here. That's All right, let's go. go. All right, we go. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, I gotta go, you're killing me. Hoorah, Semper Fi, right, Herp and Hoof. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.